You're listening to the Telltale Channel. If you like what I do and you want to see me continue to do it, don't forget to check out my Patreon. And take a look at my other YouTube channels too. You can find some ad-free, uncensored, complete versions of my videos on my website, owenmorgan.com. And while you're there, don't forget to sign up for my email list to get early access to everything I release. All links are in the description. In this podcast, we're going to talk about QAnoner Liz Crokin being faced with her own delusion and ignoring it completely. She's still spreading QAnon nonsense despite being proven wrong over and over again. Ex-governor of Georgia candidate Candace Taylor laying down some exciting news about taking a possible political position. Who is Candace Taylor and what does she believe? Anne Vandersteel finding a way to feel vindicated in her QAnon beliefs and now going down the sovereign citizen rabbit hole. Uh-oh, looks like she's going to find herself on the other end of the IRS when she refuses to pay her taxes. I am here for every second of it. Ted Nugent and Kyle Rittenhouse apparently had a sit-down with each other March 31st, 2023, and oh my god. God, dude, did it get crazy. If you don't know Ted Nugent, he was a famous guitar player back in the day, I think the 1970s or something. Supposedly, he knows how to shred a guitar. By the by, I love the guitar. I love it. So, mad respect for being able to shred a guitar, but this guy is a conspiracy theorist, the likes of which you, I would be willing to bet, you've never seen before. Some of the conspiracies that this guy puts out are unhinged from reality. Oh my God, they are crazy. And some of them are so crazy, what what he's about to lay out for us here, that his little co-host here, his little buddy, Kyle Rittenhouse, hasn't even heard him and is completely blown away by them. So let's listen to this conversation. It's just like a minute long. Listen to what Ted Nugent, this bastion of the right, this right-wing conspiracy theory, like far-right conspiracy theorist figure, has to say to his little buddy, his little murderer buddy, Kyle Rittenhouse here. How are you doing? I'm doing I'm doing okay right now. I'm just a little upset with what I'm saying right now going on in this world. Because what they're doing to Trump is another example. What they did to Jacob Chansley when it's on film. Jacob Chansley, by the way, is the uh, QAnon shaman. Tucker, just for context, if you're watching this five years in the future, he's about to mention it. Tucker Carlson aired some January 6th footage. There were police inside that like inside the Capitol that had no idea what was going on on the outside. And Jacob Chansley, the QAnon shaman and others walked in like older people just dressed normal. You know, kind of bigger people, overweight, old, say 70 years old, just kind of waltzed in and they were kind of moseying their way around. And some cops found them and walked with them, basically. It was a result of, first of all, the cops not having any idea what was really going on. And second, recognizing that these people were not necessarily a threat, specifically the older people, and uh, trying to keep them occupied. He's trying to keep Jacob Chansley occupied. Didn't, um, you know, the QAnon shaman, the QAnon shaman, though, eventually it, it didn't matter. Like he separated from the cops and he got into all kinds of shenaniganery, which is why he's facing down some serious jail time at the moment. So anyway, with that added context, 
Let's give this a listen. What they did to Jacob Chansley when it's on film that the police welcomed him into the Capitol. If no, they didn't welcome him in. They he forced they broke a window to get in. OK, and they climbed through the window. Once he was inside, they walked with him. The police did that were already inside. That's very different. There are plenty of explanations. Maybe they were just trying to make sure he didn't get into any trouble. You know, you're less likely to break a law if there's a police officer walking alongside you. So that's just one more conspiracy theory from Ted Nugent. Police welcomed him into the Capitol. If the police welcome you into a building. That did not happen. They busted a window and they forced their way in. Who could possibly charge you with trespassing? Well, I mean, you can say that all you want, but they were charged with trespassing and a whole bunch of stuff. Seditious conspiracy. I mean, they were charged with a bunch of stuff. They got into serious trouble. And this guy is like smiling like he got one over on him, like he figured out what the loophole is. And now they all have to be let out of jail. No, they're going to be in jail for about 20 years. A lot of these people. So. Sorry, you didn't win this argument, and you're not arguing with a judge anyways, and even if you were, you would lose. And then I just, I see this going on with Trump, and I'm just like, I can relate in a way. I see the sure. political prosecution. I think he means persecution. It's just, it's upsetting because they're doing this to a president. A, former, a good man. A good person. Who can honestly look at Donald Trump and think to themselves, a good man? Really? Isn't Donald Trump famous for being a scumbag? He'll do whatever it takes to get what he wants and, and get everything out of everybody and take advantage of people and everything else. Isn't he famous for that? Isn't he famous for, like, firing people just for the hell of it because he doesn't like them? Isn't he famous for claiming he'll hire the best people and then hiring literally the worst people what are you talking about a good man e even this guy can't believe that well you know i went through this anti-justice system at the hands of barack obama barack obama oh boy here comes a conspiracy you punk you horrible anti-american communist islamic terrorist Okay, uh, Obama is a Christian, to my knowledge, not an Islamic terrorist, but all right, go on. Terrorist. Well, that's going to go in the media. That's what he was. He God, he thinks he's more important than he is. That's going to go in the media. That's what he was. He literally reignited racism in America. Thanks a lot, Barack, and your buddy Mike. Okay, now, it, now we're getting into conspiracy lane. You know, this is really sad. I haven't explained the conspiracy yet. He hasn't either. He's about to. But this is really heartbreaking, man, that he does this. So who is this buddy Mike of his? Your two fake daughters. And if you, if I'm wrong, somebody show me a picture of Mike Obama pregnant. The claim is Michelle Obama, Barack's wife, is really a man. She's a, a trans man. And her real name is Mike. And she was never pregnant, and they're not their real kids. They're just some rando, I, I guess, adopted or something. I don't know. How sad is that, dude? How deeply sad is it for somebody like Ted Nugent to repeat a conspiracy theory that your genuinely assigned female at birth wife is really a man? 
and come up with a name for her even mike it's heartbreaking i feel so bad for obama and for michelle that they have to go through this kind of thing can you imagine yourself just put yourself in these shoes for a minute imagine somebody like this guy looking at you and saying and calling you mike if you're a woman imagine you you know you're the women in the audience imagine you're sitting here listening to Ted Nugent as one of the women in the audience and Ted Nugent calls you Mike and says you're really a man secretly when you're not imagine how that shit feels if you're a dude imagine this guy calling you Michelle and saying you're really a trans person you've been trans all along and it's a secret and you're trying to cover it up and all of that imagine that how heartbreaking is that how sad is that how how wrong is that is there no moral bottom to these people is there no like thing that they're not willing to do because it's too evil because it's too immoral is there something that they won't do i mean this is just disgusting honestly for the record michelle obama is a woman always was a woman and doesn't owe you anything and what are their kids names malia and i don't even remember obama's kids names hang on let me look sasha and malia sasha and malia are their kids names For the record, Sasha and Malia are their kids. They're their real kids. Barack Obama married Michelle and they had children together. Now, how disgusting of a human being do you have to be to come up with a conspiracy theory like this? Somebody came up with this. And then this guy right here repeated it and bought into it and liked it. Thought it was on point. Thought it was a great conspiracy. Thought it was totally true said it to as many people as you possibly could said it on real america's voice this is not a small program has millions of viewers does it get more morally depraved than that than referring to a woman as a man who genuinely is a woman that's just disgusting now listen to the conspiracy again and watch kyle rittenhouse's face here because he hasn't heard this conspiracy theory And he doesn't know quite what to think about it. It's kind of amusing, actually, to watch how he reacts. And your two fake daughters. And if if I'm wrong, somebody show me a picture of Mike Obama pregnant. They don't owe you anything. Michelle Obama doesn't owe you a single thing. And speaking from personal experience, as somebody who is a Z-list celebrity in some circles... When somebody accuses you of some crazy shit like this, it's better to not feed into it, to not even acknowledge it, and certainly not to put out more information, right? Like Obama was accused of not being born in the United States. They wanted to see the birth certificate. Trump led the charge on this. So you know what? Obama fed into it and released his birth certificate. That was mistake number one. Shouldn't have bothered. What did they do next? They said, we want a long-form birth certificate. We want the other birth certificate. And that's where he drew the line. He's like, you know what? You have my birth certificate, okay? I'm done. You don't need a long-form birth certificate. 
He even gave them the announcement in the newspaper that he was born. And Donald Trump wouldn't accept that. He continued to double and triple and quadruple down on this claim that he was born in Kenya and he's a Muslim and he's secretly trying to take it. You know, this is the same kind of thing. Don't give it to him. Don't give it to them. If you give them anything, it will be used against you and they're going to move the goalposts to something else. You show a picture of Michelle Obama pregnant with those kids or you show those kids when they're young or something, they're going to move the goalpost and they're going to use those pictures that you've provided them against you. They're going to come up with some way to attack you with those pictures. They're going to say, oh, that's fake. That baby bump that she's got, or I'm sorry, that he's got, they just stuffed a pillow under there. This picture doesn't even look old. This looks like a brand new picture that they just kind of scratched up and scraped up and made it look old and put on a filter. And then they're going to demand a new type of proof. They're going to move the goalpost. That's how this works. Don't give them an inch. Here's the thing about these types of conspiracy theories. The burden of proof is on you, Ted Nugent. The burden of proof is on you. You made the claim. You have to prove that it's true. If you believe that Michelle Obama is really Mike Obama, prove it. Otherwise, we have no reason to believe you. So anyway, like I was saying, watch old Kyle Rittenhouse's face as he explains this conspiracy theory. This disgusting, evil, morally depraved conspiracy theory with simply no evidence to it. A lot, Barack, and your buddy Mike and your two fake daughters. And if you, if I... Dude, his eyes got big. Rittenhouse's eyes got big when he when he said Mike. <laughs> I love it, dude. <laughs> this kid's like, what the hell is happening right now? And your buddy Mike and your two fake daughters. And if, you, if I'm wrong, somebody show me a picture of Mike Obama pregnant. Show me a picture of Mike Obama pregnant and show me the two daughters in their youth. Dude, Rittenhouse's eyes are the size of dinner plates right now, okay? And and <laughs> God, it's funny, dude. It's funny to hear somebody say the absolute craziest imaginable, the most unhinged on planet Earth. And this guy have absolutely no idea what's being said. Like, he has no idea what's going on, but he's primed to believe Ted Nugent because he's buddies with him. He likes him. They like each other. So whatever he says, he's probably going to believe. Oh, God. It's so funny to see his reaction to this conspiracy, though. Oh, my God. In their youth. Show me Mike and Barack snuggling their infants in, in swaddling clothes. Those pictures don't exist because his, his wife is Mike. Did you know that? I, I did not. And the daughters aren't theirs. Well, that's a conspiracy theory. Prove me wrong. Well, like I said, the burden of proof is on you to prove you right. It's not on anyone else to prove you wrong, first of all. And second, you give them an inch, and they're going to move the goalpost and use what you gave them against you. Obama gave people, or gave the press, his birth certificate. And then they used it against him in one way or another and said, well, that one's not good enough. We need a different one. He said, okay, well, you know what? I'm not giving you that one. I'll give you the birth announcement 
in the newspaper. That's not even good enough. Nothing's good enough. In the end, nothing is good enough. And in addition to all of that, if it was proven, if hypothetically, Michelle and Barack Obama did give Ted Nugent these pictures that he's requesting, you know what would happen? Nothing. Radio silence. They wouldn't say a word moving forward. Ted Nugent wouldn't come out, do a public apology tour, say, you know what? I apologize. I was wrong. Michelle Obama really is a woman, always was a woman. They really are their kids. No, he wouldn't say a word. So either Obama gives him more ammunition to use against him and continues the conspiracy theory, or he lets the conspiracy theory peter out on its own. So I I don't even know if Michelle Obama and Barack are aware that Ted Nugent's running around making this claim. I know Michelle Obama is probably aware that people claim that she's a man. If that's got to hurt, I would never run for public office because of shit like that. That that has got that's that's got to put you in a dark place right there. Imagine that. Imagine being called a man when you're not. Imagine being accused of being a man when you're not just disgusting. So the point is the whole thing is nonsense and Obama has an option either feed into the conspiracy and at best Ted Nugent is just going to shut his mouth and move on with his life and at worst he's going to use it against him. He's going to take what he gives him and he's going to display it to everybody and make a media spectacle and claim that this is fake and that's fake and they made this fake and that and blah, blah, blah. Or Obama can just ignore it completely, not say a word, and the conspiracy will peter out on its own anyways. So, again, I say, Prove me wrong! No one needs to prove you wrong. You need to prove you right. That's how this works. Anyway, the reason I played that video is because I got a voicemail. That refers to it. So let's listen to the voicemail, see what they had to say here. Hey, Owen. Guy Young, Brookfield, Illinois. Just caught a, uh, a clip on uh, the majority report where uh, Ted Nugent and uh, Kyle Rittenhouse are talking back and forth with, with each other. Yeah, the majority report played that. I had to go digging for the archives. I couldn't find the original. So I had to go all the way to the RSBN website and go to the hour-long clip and find that. Like, you don't know how much work I put into finding that clip for you, guy, okay? You have no idea how hard I worked for that. I hope you appreciate it. <laughs> okay, let's keep listening. It reminds me of that scene in Clash of the Titans with the Stygian witches where they passed the one eye around to each other so they can see. These two guys are swapping their one IQ point back and forth so they can uh, mumble, and then while the other one sits like you and nods his head. God, they're they're just embarrassing people. <clears throat> R.I.P. T.O.P. 2026. Anyway, yeah, I appreciate the, the voicemail. Yeah, it, it was really interesting. It was a good opportunity to talk about this clip, too. What an absurd thing to say, right? I mean, this happened all the way back in March uh, 31st, 2023. And uh, I guess the majority report discovered it not too long ago. So I went back in the archives and I found the original and recorded it myself. And uh, it was worth a watch. It was worth a watch to just kind of talk about, like, the logic of the situation. Anyway, yeah, thank you, uh, Guy Young, for the voicemail. I appreciate that. (laughs) 
If you're watching this five years in the future, Steven Crowder is in some hot water right now. He's burned every bridge that he has with the uh, conservative community, with the conservative pundit community or commentator community. Basically, nobody likes him. The Daily Wire is, I think, the largest independent conservative media uh, organization out there, and he started a war with them. Genius, right? So I decided to start watching some of Steven Crowder's stuff, see what he had to say. And wow, dude, this guy says some absolutely depraved stuff. I wanted to show you something that I found absolutely disgusting. And as a matter of fact, a caller found absolutely disgusting too. We're going to listen to the phone call somebody had about this clip in a minute. But let's listen to this clip from Steven Crowder, April 26, 2023. He's about to tell us about a new Barbie doll that Mattel is making for kids that have Down syndrome, okay? It's not really different from any other Barbie in any way, pretty much. It's just labeled as the Down syndrome Barbie to make kids that have Down syndrome feel better about themselves, you know? These kids already have a hard life, and to know that they have a doll that has similar experiences to them mentally is probably comforting for them. And, and, and I don't see anything wrong with it. I think that's nice. I think it was a, a nice thing, a good thing, that Mattel decided to do a Down syndrome Barbie. That's a, a nice thing. Well, Steven Crowder disagrees. Listen to his take on this. April 26, 2023. This is real. They just announced uh, the release. I feel bad even saying it. I down syndrome Barbie. Yes. The world's first Barbie with Down syndrome will give children the opportunity to play with more inclusive dolls. You can hear him snickering and laughing in the background, right? Like, this is hilarious. This Barbie has Down syndrome, and that's just funny for some reason. I don't know why exactly, but it must be funny because they're snickering. This doll is breaking <laughs> barriers creating the first fashion doll yeah, with, with hard strength. Is this real? Allowing more children. Yeah, I, I muted some words. Um, I don't like I'm not offended by much. I'm not offended by that word personally at all. The R word for people who have mental disabilities. I'm not offended by it. It's just not something that I would say, not something that I would advocate other people would say. I think that these people are just scumbags for putting it out there. Like, I'm not insulting anybody, not trying to insult anybody. I'm just, I'm trying to make it clear that these people have a scumbag personality and that they're proud of that. Again, really, this isn't an insult. This is just an honest analysis of who these people are. They're scumbags and they revel in it. So anyways, yeah, I muted any mention of the R word in reference to people with mental disabilities for anybody who may be sensitive to that stuff. This doll is breaking <laughs> barriers. Creating the first fashion doll yeah, with, with hard syndrome. strength. There you go. There, that's where I muted it. Is this real? Allowing more children to project their future through fashion doll play and imagine what is possible. Mattel, Barbie's parent company, announced the oh, new no. figures will soon be hitting store <laughs> oh, shelves. No. Look, it's just a nice thing to help kids who are dealing with a tough situation feel a little bit less alone in the world. It's a nice thing to help kids feel 
a little bit better about their situation. Why do people like this want to make fun of people with Down syndrome? What, what is their end goal there? Like, honestly, it, it's not funny. It's supposed to be a comedy bit. It's supposed to be a comedy show, right? What they just did, they laughed all, all the way through it. It wasn't funny. It wasn't funny at all. They didn't tell a joke. There was no punchline. There was no amusing anything about it. There's just like a Barbie doll designed to make kids with mental conditions feel a little bit less alone. What's what's funny? The, the joke is he's a scumbag. That's the joke. Now, Steven Crowder was recently found out to be a wife abuser. What blows me away about that about that fact that he was found out as a wife abuser isn't the fact that he abuses his wife verbally for the record we haven't seen we haven't actually seen video of him hitting her but i believe that he does that too because i i've been hit by my dad and i know exactly how people react when they're hit by the people that they're supposed to trust and his wife reacted the same way that I reacted my whole life. So, as I was saying, he was outed as a wife abuser recently. And the thing that blew me away about that isn't that he was outed as an abuser. It's that people were surprised that that's who he is. That he would do something like that. Like, what? Really? The guy sat there laughing through an advertisement for a Barbie doll for kids with Down syndrome. You really didn't expect somebody on this moral level to be a wife abuser? Really? I'm surprised that you're surprised. So anyways, he gets worse. He gets super racist with it and starts making fun of black people, of course. Not just Down syndrome people, but black people. But, um, and then, you know, they make more and more jokes about all of it. And, uh, let, you know what, let's skip the, the part about making fun of black people because it's a complicated joke that I don't feel like explaining at the moment. So we've established he likes making fun of people with Down syndrome and he likes making fun of black people at any cost. And he likes abusing his wife. Okay, we've established those things about Steven Crowder. Again, I did a whole breakdown about Steven Crowder, including the wife abuse stuff on my Fireside Chat, Telltale Fireside Chat YouTube channel, if you want to watch it. It is the entire drama explained, so you can just look that up if you're curious. But keep listening to him make fun of kids with Down syndrome. Syndrome Barbie. Short bus, not included. Did she have to oh, say? <laughs> did she have to say smash through barriers when we all know about special needs strength? Yes. I mean, for crying out loud. Why is did you? Why is the guy on the left here laughing? That wasn't a funny joke at all. It, it's not that it was offensive to me. I'm offended by nothing. Okay, I used to say I used to tell dead baby jokes. There is nothing on planet Earth that can offend me. I just don't find this funny at all. Like, I think this is dumb as dog. And I don't 
see why anybody is laughing here. Some ex-employees at Steven Crowder's show spoke out about what it was like there, and apparently he has a little button under his desk that he hits when he wants Gerald to shut up. Uh, he has a bunch of rules about how he should have the last word and that everybody should always laugh at everything he says. He has his whole setup about how his show is supposed to run. Is this guy laughing because that's like part of the deal? Because what Steven Crowder just said wasn't funny. It was just mean. Like, there was nothing funny about it. <laughs> I, I looked at the Barbie and I'm like... She, how, she doesn't look that how, downsy. That, exactly. That's my whole point. It looks how like Amy Schumer. This is the Down Syndrome yeah, Barbie, and it's, it's like, a, here, yeah. another Barbie to sell? Like, I feel like I'm being taken advantage now of. Now with more retard. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Again, it's not like I'm not offended by this. It's just not funny. There's just nothing funny about it, right? He's just a scumbag, and he revels in it. Honestly, was anybody surprised when we found out that he's abusive to his wife? If you were surprised by that, you weren't paying attention. That's who he is. That's his whole bit. Being abusive to people. Making fun of people. Bullying people. Even kids with Down syndrome. No one is off the table with this guy. So I got a voicemail about that whole thing that Steven Crowder did. I wanted to listen to the voicemail and uh, hear what this person had to say. Hear their take on the whole thing. Hey, Owen, this is Sid from Illinois. I just got done watching your video where Steven Crowder makes fun of the Down syndrome doll, and you asked what their slippery slope was, and... Yeah, so when I originally covered this, Steven Crowder said that he's upset that they are that they created a Down syndrome doll because it promotes diversity and he doesn't want diversity. And I wonder, is there a slippery slope? Does he think that this is like going somewhere? Like if they allow this, then, you know, cats are going to marry dogs and it'll be anarchy or something like what's the slippery slope? Why is he so upset over a Down syndrome Barbie doll? Really? You know, the slippery slope to having a gay Ken doll would be normalizing kids becoming gay later in life. That, that would, that's an example of like a slippery slope. It's a slippery slope I stand for. I would like to see a gay Ken doll. A couple of, you know... Ken and Ben, maybe. A couple of dolls get together. Instead of Barbie and Ken, you got Ken and Ben, right? And uh, they get married, and they have a little house together and everything. That'd be fantastic. And then the kids that play with these dolls feel a little more comfortable coming out of the closet, right? That would be a slippery slope, quote, unquote. What's the slippery slope to the, like, the Down syndrome doll? What's he afraid of happening if this... Down syndrome Barbie comes out. Is he afraid of what? That Down syndrome people will like people will be more likely to be to or to have Down syndrome? What? What's the slippery slope here? I don't know. There is none. His whole thing is being abusive to the people around him. That's it. Sorry to interrupt. Let's keep listening here to the uh, voicemail. Hey Owen, this is Sid from Illinois. I just got done watching your video 
where Steven Crowder makes fun of the Down syndrome doll and you asked what their slippery slope was. And as a disabled person, I can confidently say that people like Steven Crowder make fun of those dolls because they don't think disabled people deserve to have good lives. Um, I feel justified in saying Steven Crowder probably believes that um, people with Down syndrome should not be alive. Uh, thank you so much. Uh, keep doing what you're doing. Yeah, I appreciate the voicemail, and I know that, that that was not easy to say, but I think you might be right. I mean, he made a joke, if you notice, just a few minutes before. Uh, I mean, I skipped the joke, but he made a joke about sickle cell Barbie. That was a racist joke that uh, I'm sure a lot of people already understand. I explained it in my whole breakdown of the Steven Crowder drama. I'm not going to bother explaining it again now, but... Like, I think you're right. I think what Steven Crowder wants is white kids with white families, Christian families, cis, straight, everything completely heteronormative in every way. As a matter of fact, you know, the guy wrote a book, and I actually read the book on my Telltale Reads YouTube channel. The book's called Beautiful Differences. You want to see what kind of beautiful differences Steven Crowder thinks about or talks about or looks for look at the cover what differences do you see here blonde hair blue eye kids let's just scroll through the book a little bit i mean again i i went through this book on my telltale reads youtube channel you want to read the whole thing go there and read it with me what beautiful differences are we looking at in this uh in on this page here in this illustration Blonde hair, blue eyes. The only difference I see is the guy has brown hair. That's it. What about these people? Red hair. That's it. Red hair. Red hair, brown hair, blonde hair. The beautiful differences we're looking at are different colors of hair, seemingly. He wants a straight, white, cis, Christian nation seemingly and if you don't fall into that very specific set of categories then you don't belong here that's the way steven crowder seems to view the world it's simply disgusting hey ellen uh, lou from missouri here was just kind of curious on your your take i know it's morally reprehensible in God's eyes for me to defend myself when the Christians come to kill me because I'm gay. What do you think they're actually expecting us to do in response? That's a good question, an interesting question. Um, here's the answer. There are a lot of groups out there, like, for example, Patriot Front, who made the headlines recently. Now, Patriot Front is a, is a branch off of the Nazi group that protested in Charlottesville in, I don't, 2017? I don't remember exactly when they did. Uh, they split off from that group and then did a hostile takeover, basically. It was called Patriot Vanguard, I think, or something to that effect. Well, Patriot Front, these guys right here, this these people are actually 
forming an army currently right now as we speak. And the army, the, the intent of having the army is to enact what they want the U.S. to look like. You know, there was something called the Rwandan Genocide. It was two tribes pitted against each other, the Hutu and the, um, oh my God, what were the two tribes? Yeah, I'm sorry. The Hutu and the Tutsi tribes. They're effectively the same. There's really no difference, right? The Hutu were the oppressed minority, although there were more of them. They were, you know, they made up like 90% of Rwanda. But the Tutsi were slightly taller, slightly lighter skinned, so when Britain came and made it a colony, Rwanda, they put the Tutsi in charge because they looked a little more European. And the Hutu didn't like being an oppressed minority and eventually committed genocide against them. There were government records created by the British that listed the tribes that the people were from and their addresses and everything. And after the genocide took place or... or in the middle of the genocide, or when things were starting to calm down, basically. The Tutsi had regrouped outside of Rwanda, gotten together and created a group called the Rwandan Patriots Front. And they swept through Rwanda and kind of took control of everything and stopped the fighting, stopped the genocide, so on and so forth and then took control of the government and, and kind of tried to set everything right or whatever. That's what Patriot Front is trying to do right now. They're trying to set up an army. And they do demonstrations like this regularly. This is at D.C. Now, Unicorn Riot is a group that got their hands on some leaked material. This is leaked footage of Patriot Front actually training for war with shields and everything. So I'll tell you what they expect you to do when the time comes. They expect you to be incapable of defending yourself. They expect you to be worse trained than they are because groups like this train every single day like we just saw. Like there's a bunch of footage out there of these people you know, holding shields and running around and wearing knee pads and the whole nine yards and all of it. They're training for war. The people on the right, some of them, they intend to sweep through the United States and take out everybody that they don't like. Only problem with that equation is that the gay community and the black community and other minorities very well, uh, I would say they vastly... Oh, and allies, too. They vastly outnumber those nutcases like Patriot Front or like the MAGA extremists who are 
willing to go to war to get what they want done or whatever. They We vastly outnumber these people, and no amount of training is going to save them if they come after us or, you know, as allies or as the gay community. So I think what they expect is that they're like masters of the universe and they know what they're doing and they're well-trained and they're soldiers and blah, blah, blah. And the reality is a bullet doesn't care how well-trained you are with a shield like that. So I think they're expecting you not to fight back. Unfortunately for them, people are going to fight back and lots and lots and lots of people like this are going to lose their lives. I don't want bloodshed on either side. I am a pacifist, okay? As pacifist as it gets. I believe in violence only in self-defense. But these people want war. I will be prepared to defend myself and my fellow man. My allies, the LGBT community, the black community, any minorities out there, I'll be prepared to defend them. Being a pacifist or not, whether I'm a pacifist or not, somebody puts an AR-15 in my hand and we are being attacked, I will defend my brethren. We'll put it that way. I will defend who I need to defend if I am being attacked and if I am called to fight for people's lives. I will do it. That's something that these people probably haven't accounted for. Anyway, thank you, Lou. I appreciate the phone call. I wouldn't sweat it. They're just, they're not thinking things through. They think that they're tough guys that are just going to walk in and whatever happens, happens. They're just going to be able to waltz in and take people out at will. It's not going to work that way. They're not going to have the ability to take control of anything. They're not going to have the ability to take anybody out. They're going to lose, and they're going to lose miserably. So I wouldn't sweat it. I mean, you have an ally in me, and you have an ally in a lot more people than just that. So they expect you to be weak, but when people's lives are at risk, it doesn't matter how weak they are. They will fight like a rabid dog to protect themselves and the people around them. Anyway, thank you for the voicemail, Lou. I appreciate it. Next, we're going to talk about QAnon or Liz Crokin being face down with her own delusion and ignoring it completely. She's still spreading QAnon nonsense, despite being proven wrong over and over again. We'll be right back. Don't forget to check out my Patreon and check out my website and email list for early access to uncensored, ad-free, complete videos. All links are in the description. This is a QAnoner, dead serious, QAnoner, Liz Crokin is her name. This is 2019, really. Listen to what she said. Listen to what this QAnoner said, 2019, about the plan or whatever, and what happens if it doesn't come to fruition. And quite frankly, if they don't happen this year, then I'm going to have to bow out of this because exposing this for the past two... And it's been over two, two and a half years has really taken a toll on my health. And I'm sick of it. I'm sick of talking about it. It's so depressing. And it's, I'm just over it. I'm going to have to move on. Isn't that funny? That's really interesting to me. She, I mean, the plan obviously didn't come to fruition. She failed miserably. It didn't work. She did not successfully 
prove that there were rings of like these evil people running these you know big rings of you know kid whatever thing they believe none of it was proven none of it not a single thing for the record QAnon started in roughly 2017 there was a precursor to it I mean the people that became QAnon members that were primed to believe it they already believed in a lot of conspiracy theories like Pizzagate was it's something we're going to talk about in a little while you don't need to know about it right now if you're unfamiliar I'll explain later but it was something that like people believed in before QAnon existed Pizzagate was, I think, 2015, 2016? 2016, yeah, okay. So Pizzagate apparently was 2016. Well, QAnon started 2017. So there were already people primed to believe this stuff. And 2019, two years after QAnon started, three years after, really, after she started believing all this stuff, since she's a Pizzagater, and she says, if this, you know, doesn't, come to be by the end of 2019 i'm sorry i'm just walking away i just don't believe it anymore i'm just done love it you know what i love even more than that though the fact that she is still still talking about this to this moment now mid-may 2023 she goes out on stage okay she makes a public appearance at the reawaken america tour to talk about what else? QAnon, Pizzagate, all that other same nonsense. If you're unfamiliar with Pizzagate, it's something that happened in 2016. And basically, it was during the 2016 primary elections, or no? It was during, it was during the 2016 elections. I don't remember. Probably the general elections. Russia hacked Hillary Clinton's emails. I mean, this is all proven. This is... Beyond a shadow of a doubt, we know all of this stuff already unequivocally. So anyways, Russia hacked Hillary Clinton's emails and released them publicly. There was a conversation between Anthony Podesta, I think his name, Anthony Podesta, which is her campaign manager. And so the conversation was between him and some other person, not sure exactly who it was. They talked about getting pizza at Comet pizza ping pong something or other it's just some pizza parlor in washington dc where they all live and do their business or whatever and they i mean when i say they i mean the pizzagate people the people the precursors to QAnon, like liz crokin the people who bought into this stuff who believed in all of this garbage read all of these emails and believed that there was some secret message like hidden in the emails that like when they were talking about pizza, they were really talking about little boys. And when they were talking about God, I don't remember pie. Maybe they were really talking about little girls. And it was just this whole like child mistreatment ring that existed in this comet ping pong basement. And they even created pictures like fake photoshopped images of the children and employees of comet pizza and ping pong tied up as slaves and stuff they're just employees nothing more in fact comet ping pong doesn't even have a basement it was nuts dude nuts 
until it all came to a head when some nutter butter showed up to Comet Ping Pong in pizza or whatever to look in the basement. He showed up with a gun, okay? And he wanted to see the basement. He wanted to save those children that he believed were being taken advantage of. Uh, well, as it, as it turns out, there is no basement. The cops show up. No shots fired to my knowledge. Everybody was fine. Everything turned out okay. But, you know, that's stochastic terrorism. That's what happens when you do something absolutely nuts, when you say something completely unhinged from reality. That's what happens. People do crazy stuff. Okay, so that was 2016. During the 2016 election, Hillary Clinton's emails were hacked by Russia, leaked through WikiLeaks. Julian Assange, I believe, was the person that leaked this stuff. I could be wrong. Correct me in the comments if I'm wrong on that. Matter of fact, my editor will correct me. Okay, it looks like my editor looked it up, and it was, in fact, Julian Assange that leaked the Russian hacked Hillary emails. So anyways, Julian Assange, he's under, you know, he's in hot water for other reasons. That's totally unrelated. So yeah, 2023, Liz Crokin goes on stage. I had to give all of that lead up. I'm sorry. This happened in 2016, okay? This is a seven-year gap. Seven years, okay? Seven years is when Pizzagate happened. Seven years before she comes up here to this Reawaken America tour, and she says this at the Reawaken America tour, seven years after Pizzagate. As most of you guys know, I've been exposing Pizzagate since 2016, okay? This is just embarrassing, dude. This is so embarrassing for her. Yes. Yes. The people clapping, okay? They, these poor fools are clapping for this. Where are we as a society that they would clap for Pizzagate? It's been a very long seven years, let me tell you. <laughs> Somehow I'm still here. But for those that don't know, Pizzagate's very simple. WikiLeaks unleashed the Podesta emails and 20... Well, Russia released the Podesta emails. John Podesta, I believe, or Anthony Podesta. I don't remember. Who was it? I got to find this out now. Okay, campaign chair John Podesta. I apologize. I guess it was John Podesta that they stole. Um, yeah, Russia stole John Podesta's emails and leaked them through WikiLeaks. Now, WikiLeaks, run by Julian Assange, they released information that was more than just that. And there may be a good reason for Julian Assange to kind of be under attack right now. I, I'm not really sure where I stand on it. I, I'm willing to be convinced either way. You guys got convincing arguments in the comments that are comprehensive and include both sides and address the arguments for each side. Please tell me what your argument is. Should the owner of WikiLeaks at the time, Julian Assange, should he be prosecuted or no? Let me know your thoughts on it in the comments but anyways yeah everything was released through julian assange through wikileaks to my understanding the pizzagate stuff was go on somehow i'm still here but for those that don't know pizzagate's very simple wikileaks unleashed the podesta emails 
John Podesta. In 2016, and in those emails, we discovered that Podesta and Associates were using known pedophile code words in a context that does not apply to food, and, and one of the main code words they used was pizza. Now, no to literally all of that, okay? They used the word pizza because they wanted to go get pizza at a pizza joint called Comet Ping Pong Pizza. There's no code word about that. Like, get over yourself. Are you really still talking about Hillary Clinton's emails in 2023? This is absurd on so many levels. What happened to this in 2019, three years after Pizzagate? What happened? And quite frankly, if they don't happen this year, then I'm going to have to bow out of this because... If the storm doesn't happen, if, you know, there are, the arrests don't take place and all that junk, she's going to bow out, okay? Exposing this for the past two... And it's been over two, two and a half years. Yep, about three years, actually. 2016 to 2019, yeah, about three years. Has really taken a toll on my health, and I'm sick of it. I'm sick of talking about it. It's so depressing, and it's... I'm just over it. I'm going to have to move on. And it's just complete nonsense, like all of it. And guess what? She's still on stage to this day. Now, talking about Pizzagate. Pizzagate, okay? Oh my God, dude. It's so absurd. I don't know what to do with it. I mean, she's been talking about Pizzagate for like ever. This is not her first rodeo, okay? So that was mid-May 2023. Late January 2023, she was invited to talk about it at the Reawaken America Tour also. If you're unfamiliar with the Reawaken America Tour... They've had some really big names, including, but not limited to, Greg Locke. Jim Brewer, the comedian, has been up there, seriously. And a bunch of other people. They've had a ton of conspiracy theories. That's basically what it is, a conspiracy con. So late January 2023, Liz Crokin, once again, comes out here and says all kinds of nonsense. Listen to this one. This is her January 2023 appearance there. We have the power to demand that the law enforcement, FBI, the Department of Justice, that they look into Hillary Clinton and crimes against children. But it's not going to happen unless we demand it. So I encourage you all. As if these people haven't been, quote unquote, demanding it this whole time. As if these people haven't been screaming at the top of their lungs about John Podesta going to Comet Ping Pong and blah, 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 as if there aren't videos of protests outside of a pizza parlor claiming that there are children in their basement when they don't even have a basement, okay? There isn't even a basement at this place. We're gonna have to get loud. Oh, you haven't been loud up to this point? You haven't been obnoxious? Oh, my mistake. Okay. Go on. To get involved, speak up, expose this stuff, talk about that laptop, talk about Anthony Weiner's laptop. Oh boy. Okay. This. Oh God. This is a complicated one. Let me explain the laptop. This is a QAnon belief. 
another QAnon belief. Pizzagate, again, predated QAnon, but the Pizzagate believers jumped onto the QAnon belief system also. There's a, uh, a Democratic congressman named Anthony Weiner. He was married to a woman named Huma Abedin, and Huma Abedin, uh, wife of this congressman, Anthony Weiner, was somehow, like, I think she was like, she clerked for Hillary Clinton, or she was an aide to Hillary Clinton or something. I don't know exactly what their relationship was. So anyways, um, Anthony Weiner sends his Weiner to people, all willy-nilly, if you will, and gets in trouble for it. You know what? You are perfectly free to send it to whoever you want as long as it's consensual and as long as they're of age. Unfortunately, he violated both of those <laughs> preconditions, so... He went to jail for it. Good, you know? I don't care if he's Democratic or what. I don't care. If the dude is breaking the law, if the dude is sending, you know, willy pictures to people or if they're being sent to children particularly. Actually, the kid was like 16 or something like that. I don't care. Send him to jail for that, right? Well, here's the QAnon claim. All that was real. That's all real. Here's the QAnon level to the claim. I mean, all, everything from this point forward is fake, okay? This is all QAnon nonsense. When the police show up to arrest him for sending his eggplant emoji pictures to teenagers, to 16-year-olds or however old, I don't know how old they were. You know what? I should find out. I don't want to downplay this. This is a really big deal. 15, I apologize. She was a 15-year-old uh, girl. She had, He had engaged in not just eggplant pictures, but full-blown sexting so anyways um everything beyond this point right here is fake it's all QAnon nonsense okay the police show up to Huma Abedin and Anthony Weiner's house after finding out that he was sending these eggplant emojis to a 15 year old and they find his laptop and they go through his laptop and they find a video of Hillary Clinton and Huma Abedin Tying this poor girl, 12-year-old kid, a minor is the point, to a chair and doing unspeakable things. I can't describe the things because it's too graphic, but doing unspeakable things to her in an effort to get her adrenaline pumping so that they can drink her blood and get high off of drinking the blood because they get adrenochrome. All of it, every last bit of it is made up, like I said. It doesn't even logically make sense. Okay, they talk about adrenochrome. It's fake. It's not even a real drug. It's not even that hard to access, okay? If you want real adrenaline, uh, there are a couple of ways to get it. I suggest skydiving. That's a good way to get it. Adrenaline's the real deal. You know, that's the real drug. If you want a straight shot to adrenaline, jump out of an airplane with a parachute. But that's not, or, or an EpiPen. You know, EpiPen has adrenaline, but EpiPens don't really, you know, people come to find that adrenaline in its pure form doesn't really do anything for anybody. Not, not really, not in the same way that they believe it does, apparently. Well, ad adrenochrome is a fake drug from the movie fear and loathing in las vegas fantastic movie by the by and what it actually is is oxygenated adrenaline so it's adrenaline that's run through your body and been spent 
basically. Like, oxygen molecules have connected to the adrenaline, and it's not really usable anymore. Adrenochrome is actually easily purchasable, uh, fairly easily purchasable by sci any scientist. In fact, I think you can buy it on eBay. People who report taking adrenochrome just say they get a headache from it. That's about the extent of it. It's not that big of a deal. There's nothing special about adrenochrome, like whatever. But none of that matters. None of the logic matters. None of the facts matter. What matters is that a Democratic candidate, or a, I'm sorry, not candidate, a Dem Democratic congressman went to jail and then they propagandized about his laptop nonstop for literally years. When did all of this happen, I'm wondering? L let me look it up. Okay, 2017. 2017, Wiener pleaded guilty to transferring material to a minor. Obscene material. I should just say, I'm trying to censor it. Transferring obscene material to a minor and was sentenced to 21 months in prison. He was, you know, removed from office and or resigned or whatever and that was the end of it 2017 and here we are january 2023 okay we already heard her may 2023 breakdown of pizzagate or whatever now we're listening to her january 2023 breakdown about how absolutely evil adrenochrome is and anthony weiner and huma abedin and blah, 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 blah. They're monsters, all of them. They're monsters. Insane. Come back to reality with the rest of us, please. I'm begging you. God, these people are nuts. These people are absolutely nuts, dude. Holy Christ on a cracker. Okay, so we got through that explanation. Keep listening here. ...of justice that they look into Hillary Clinton and crimes against children. But it's not going to happen unless we demand it. So, I encourage you all... Dude, look at the people in the background. we got George Soros. We've got uh, the leader of the WEF. What's his name? Klaus Schwab. Is that his name? we got Mark Zuckerberg, Obama, Bill Gates. Oh, my God, dude. I'm telling you, this is a conspiracy con. These people are unhinged from reality in every way. They are unhinged from reality. Okay, let's continue. Listening to these nutter butters. So, I encourage you all to get involved, speak up, expose this stuff, talk about that laptop, talk about Anthony Weiner's laptop, talk about the IG report. IG report is a whole nother thing we're not even gonna get into. It's just like conspiracy after conspiracy after conspiracy. None of it makes any sense. It's all garbage. It is all garbage. And she still believes it. Don't let people forget about it. If you want to see her locked up. Talking about Hillary Clinton, I guess. It's not going to happen if you don't do anything. Look, it's not going to happen. Okay, it's not going to happen. Hillary Clinton is not going to jail. Certainly not for whatever contents you believe were on Anthony Weiner's laptop. Like, oh my God, dude. So I encourage you all to get fired up, get involved. Look at the microphone. It's red, white, and blue. And don't stop fighting until that woman and all her associates get the justice that they deserve. All that. I guess they're talking about that woman. I guess that's Hillary Clinton, right? 
And look at that. This is at Greg Locke's church, by the by. Look at this group of people absolutely losing it, clapping. Oh, yeah, love it, love it. Want to hear more of this? Yeah. Put Hillary Clinton in jail for her crimes against people discovered on Anthony Weiner's laptop. Like, oh, my God, dude. Put Hillary Clinton away for Pizzagate. Yeah. This is so ridiculous and sad. I don't even know what to do with it. Look, standing ovation. She's getting standing ovation. That's right. Lock her up. <laughs> That's just painful. Straight up. Look, they're chanting, lock her up. What happened to not locking up your political opponents? What happened to that? Didn't they say something about that with Donald Trump recently? You know, Donald Trump is charged with a crime that he committed. And uh, wasn't there all this talk about locking up political opponents and blah, blah, blah? I mean, if you th if they commit a crime, they should go to jail, period. I don't care. I, I couldn't possibly care less who it is. In fact, the higher up this person is the more likely they should be to go to jail. We have to live in a society where nobody, nobody feels like they're above the law. I, I, I don't care who it is. Hillary Clinton, whatever. But guess what? Hillary Clinton did not break a law worthy of putting her in jail. Sure, I'm sure she's broken a law. I'm sure, she's jaywalked. I've jaywalked. Sure, I'm sure she's done even worse than that you know what kept it a private email server maybe she shouldn't have done that but to complain about this like seven years later really these people are just ridiculous on every level and they get more ridiculous okay i've already gone into this like way further than i should have like this video is way longer than it should be right now but Oh my God, dude. Some of these clips are so, so good. I want to play some more of these. Hang on. Check this out. January 20th, 2021. Let me explain what hap what's happening here. Joe Biden was just inaugurated. Okay. Joe Biden was just inaugurated on the day that she released this. This is her reaction to Joe Biden being inaugurated. Okay. Let's hear her out. We will all be vindicated. I know it. it very soon, you know, definitely within our lifetimes, but very soon before pre pre President Trump's presidency is over, we are living in biblical. Before President Trump's presidency is over, I I'm sorry to inform you, but this is the day that his presidency ended. Okay. January 20th. That's inauguration day, 2021. His presidency is over. What are you talking about? will be vindicated before his presidency is over. She is like such an embarrassing human being. Times, but very soon before pre pre President Trump's presidency is over, we are living in biblical times. We are living in a time where God is exposing all evil. And, you know, I've been calling John Podesta a pedophile for almost two years straight. Again, Podesta emails leaked by WikiLeaks. And he was just talking about getting pizza with somebody. That's it, okay? He was just talking about getting pizza. And they turned this into this big conspiracy about pedophilia or whatever. Like, my God, people. This is nuts. 
come back to reality with the rest of us, please. John Podesta, a pedophile for almost two years straight now, and people have called me crazy or thought I was crazy to make those kinds of accusations, but. Yeah, you know, I mean, I, I, I can see that. People calling you crazy for making these kinds of accusations. Yeah, I can see that. Sure, I can see that. Yeah. The evidence is so undeniable. I have no problem doing it. it you'll notice he hasn't threatened to sue me, and many people have called him a pedophile. No one's threatened. He hasn't threatened to sue anyone. I mean, Andrew. Okay. The the lack of action cannot be used as evidence against somebody. Like that's absurd. Just because he doesn't want to sue some random reporter. By the way, she was a pretty high up reporter. She was pretty influential at one point in her life. And then she had a massive fall from grace when she fell down the QAnon rabbit hole. Anyway, just because he doesn't want to sue some two-bit reporter now for talking about him does not mean that he is really talking about kids when he talks about getting pizza at a pizza parlor. Like, come on. Breitbart called him a pedophile years ago before they knocked him off. Yeah. Uh, you know, we're going to see John Podesta and his brother arrested. That, that annou- I, I would guess that announcement, without a doubt, will be made before the end of the, this year. You know. Oh, without a doubt, it'll be made before the end of this year. And which was this year? What was this? This clip came out, if you remember, January twentieth, twenty twenty-one, inauguration day, when Joe Biden was inaugurated. This clip came out. How about that? By the end of this year, she says, huh, funny, because she said the exact same thing in 2019. By the end of this year, if this isn't fixed, I'm done. I'm throwing up my hands and I'm walking away. Weird, huh? Thought you were walking away. What happened? She is so full of it. Literally everything she says is a lie. Okay, keep listening. We're going to see John Podesta and his brother arrested. That that announcement... Never happened, by the way. I would guess that announcement, without a doubt, will be made before the end of this year. You know? Never happened. And and, and all this stuff is going to be exposed and we'll we'll all be vindicated and these rings will be totally broken up. The kids will be saved and it'll be glorious. The rings will be broken up, i.e. the human trafficking rings that supposedly exist in the basement of Comet Ping Pong and pizza or whatever. The pizza parlor that Podesta was talking about in his emails that were leaked. Like, come on, dude. Are you are you ever going to come back to reality with the rest of us? Is this something that we should ever expect? This is absolutely nuts, dude. Dave, it'll be glorious. What are you gonna? What are they gonna do when they when they find out that they've been so brainwashed and fooled? I mean, and how humiliating! How humiliating for these people that they're. She's t- when she says these people, how humiliating for these people. You know who she's talking about? Us. She's talking about you. She's talking about me. How humiliating for these people, for us, that we didn't believe it, and when it finally comes true. When it's finally revealed, oh, how humiliating for me. Is that going to be? Wow, huh? How humiliating for you. Let me just pick a couple people out of the chat. How humiliating for Trey Coyuena, right? How humiliating for Steve Brown. A couple of super chatters talking about this. That's humiliating for you, you know. Are you not, like, humiliated? 
that you don't believe this Pizzagate scandal, that there really are kids in the basement of this store back in 2021. She says by the end of 2021, John and Anthony Podesta are going to be arrested for this. How humiliating for you, right? You're so, you must be so humiliated right now. I can feel your humiliation. I share it. Yes. What are they going to, what are they going to do when, when they, when they find out that they've been so brainwashed and fooled? I mean, and how humiliating, how humiliating for So humiliating. I am so humiliated personally. I mean, and how humiliating, how humiliating for these people that they're going to be mortified that they were so fooled and they were so dumb and they were so naive. And that's why we need to have compassion for these people. Even though I am so mortified. Oh, my God. So mortified at the fact that I was proven unequivocally wrong. As it turns out, there really was a secret ring a human trafficking ring in this Comet Ping Pong place in the basement of it. It doesn't have a basement. And uh, this guy, Anthony Podesta, or, or John Podesta, or whoever, campaign manager for Hillary Clinton, he really was talking about kids and not pizza. He really wasn't just inviting somebody for a, a slice, a hot slice. Mortifying that I would think otherwise. Oh, so embarrassing. Um, and they were so naive. And that's why we need to have compassion for these people, even though it's going to be tough, because a lot of these people were really awful to us and were really mean to us and mocked us for trying to tell the truth. I know, those monsters mock people for trying to tell the truth. Awful, huh? You're awful, okay? You're awful for laughing at this. <gasps> Oh, I love it. You know why I'm talking about this, though? It's easy to laugh off, right? I'm sorry. I, I, I'm a ways into this video by now, and I try to make these a lot shorter, but you know what? It's worth it. Let's, let me explain to you why I'm talking about this woman, this two-bit reporter, this has-been reporter who fell down the QAnon rabbit hole, okay? Does her appearances at... Reawaken America now. Yeah. Mid-May 2023, talking about Pizzagate, right? Late January 2023, talking about Pizzagate, QAnon, Anthony Podesta's emails, right? And on Inauguration Day says, John Podesta will most definitely be arrested by the end of 2021. That's what she said, right? Why am I even talking about her? Like, she's a nobody, basically, right? Except she showed up at Donald Trump's, like, resort Mar-a-Lago to give a speech on Pizzagate. She's not a nobody. She is quite influential in certain circles. And those circles include Donald Trump's circles. Again, I, I've talked about this before, but this is relevant again, okay? Because she's continuing to release stuff about Pizzagate about QAnon and Anthony Weiner's laptop and all that junk. This is still relevant today. She's still talking about this. Let me show you Liz Crokin giving a, a speech about Pizzagate at Mar-a-Lago, mid-December 2022. And then we had Balenciaga come out. 
And oh yeah, that's another scandal that she latched onto Balenciaga. Oh my God. I know most of you are probably aware that Balenciaga was sexually exploiting children in their ads, but it's all no, no, no. There was some weird guy, some weird photographer that chose to put some weird thing in the frame of the the advertisement. And the advertisement was pulled from the Balenciaga advertising queue or whatever nearly instantly, and that was the end of it. That's it. There isn't some, you know, secret cabal, like, pulling strings or whatever, and Balenciaga is, like, behind the scenes doing all this stuff. Like, this is nonsense, dude. But okay, so she's talking about Balenciaga. Go on. I know most of you are probably aware that Balenciaga was sexually exploiting children in their no. ads, but it's also important to note that some of the top people working at Balenciaga were also openly promoting cannibalism. No. Satanic ritualistic abuse. Satanic ritualistic abuse. Balenciaga, the people at the top of Balenciaga were supporting and promoting satanic ritualistic abuse. Is that what you're telling me? Really? Come on. Give me a break, Liz Crokin. Mar-a-Lago, okay? She was at Mar-a-Lago giving this talk in front of Donald Trump and people at Trump's resort. She's not a nobody. Uh, blood rituals, child abuse. I mean, some of the worst stuff you've ever seen. Now, yeah, totally. Some of the worst stuff. When Pizzagate came out in 2016, a lot of associates of the Clintons shared very similar content on their social media pages. And I encourage you to look into John and to Tony Podesta's art. Tony Podesta had art all over his home promoting pedophilia. Dude, this is all nonsense beginning to end, and she cannot get a grip on reality. But you know what? You know what's really sad about this situation? Donald Trump wants these types of people around him, because if he gets these types of people to give their little talks at Mar-a-Lago or whatever... These types of people, QAnoners, Pizza Gators, so on and so forth, will see him as one of them. And they will be loyal supporters and believers for life. They will, it's a new religion now. That's what he needs to do to turn it into a new religion. Get people like this person on here at Mar-a-Lago to talk about Pizza Gate and QAnon. That's it. Then it's a new religion. And that's what he's done disgusting disgusting how he is using what is effectively mental illness in my opinion against people that's donald trump for you though anyway let me know what you think about all this let me know what you think about liz crokin and please tell me if you are humiliated or not i am deeply humiliated personally i know fa of the qtube family says I'm so humiliated. If you need me, I'll be hiding under a rock. I I feel the same. I feel the same. I feel like Patrick Starr. That's how under a rock I'm going to be hiding because of how humiliated I am. What are they going to do when they, when they find out that they've been so 
brainwashed and fooled. I mean, and how humiliating, how humiliating for these people. Oh, so humiliating, dude. Yeah. Uh, Patrick Starr over here. Patrick Starr. That's how under a rock I'll be living. Just disgusting, dude. Disgusting on every level. Let me know what you think about Liz Crokin. It's honestly sad that she's not a nobody. It's honestly sad that she is influential enough to give talks at Mar-a-Lago, okay? Give talks at Mar-a-Lago for real. Anyway, let me know what you think about it in the comments. Just crazy, man. Next, we're going to talk about ex-governor candidate Candace Taylor laying down some exciting news about taking a possible political position. Who is Candace Taylor? What does she believe? We'll be right back. Don't forget to check out my Patreon and check out my website and email list for early access to uncensored, ad-free, complete videos. All links are in the description. I'm seeing a lot of occult, a lot of witchcraft, even students with pentagrams on their book bags. Um, I'm, I'm seeing that all over the state. I'm, I've heard about that when I was campaigning, but then I'm still seeing that, you know, the furry movement with the kids dressing up and, and you know, as other animals and identifying as an animal instead of as a human, it's paving the way for beasts. Yeah, this is uh, Candace Taylor on the left. If you're unfamiliar, she ran for governor in georgia she ran against brian kemp now she got like five percent of the vote or something like that she ran in the primary so it was republican only basically she didn't even get to the general election where she runs against democrats well she still accused everybody of you know election fraud and all that stuff of course would you expect any differently from a trumpist Nutter butter of epic proportions. Not only does this woman believe in Trump and love him to her dying breath and all of that other stuff, apparently she believes that people who are furries are paving the way. They believe that their spirit is that of an animal. That's something completely different than a furry, by the way. That's an other kin, and it's made up by 4chan. It's not even real. People who believe that they're actually animals aren't even real it's just a right-wing grift anyways she believes that furries are paving the way to be seriously the furry movement with the kids dressing up and you know as other animals and identifying as an animal instead of as a human it's paving the way for beasts it's painful dude it's painful like i said she's talking about other kin that's fake that's not even real. That's just a 4chan meme made to attack the left with nonsense. People don't actually believe this. Well, I'm sure out of a country of 330 million and a world of somewhere around 8 billion, I'm sure there's somebody out there who thinks they're a wolf in a human's body or some other nonsense, but nobody really believes that stuff and no they're not accepted in the trans movement they're accepted in the psychology community they need psychiatric help if they're in that position there's no such thing as a spirit thus there's no such thing as a wolf spirit and a wolf cannot be caught in a human body okay that's not how any of it works for the record she was the jesus guns babies lady she was, uh, this was her, like, campaign bus. This is what she campaigned on. Jesus, guns, babies. The three things she purports to love. 
This is Candace Taylor. I want you to have an idea of who she is because we're going to talk about something she said recently. Apparently, she's running for office again, and she has a shot at this. She ran in a primary, and I think she won the primary. It's really hard to tell exactly what happened because she's making a lot of claims about winning and everything when I'm not actually like I looked this up and I had a lot of trouble finding anything about what she supposedly won I don't know so let me give you an idea of who this woman is let's talk about who this woman is what she's done for society for her district in Georgia and then we're going to talk about some of her more recent absolute nutter buttery this is her with Stu Peters. If you don't know Stu Peters, I envy you, needless to say. But uh, Stu Peters helped her run her campaign. He helped create her campaign. In fact, he filmed a lot of her campaign, like, campaign footage and uh, ads and all of that other stuff. He was heavily involved in all of this stuff. Early May 2022... She went on Stu Peter's show. This is what they had to say to each other. You're going to absolutely destroy the Georgia Guidestones, demolish them, bulldoze them, and reject their demonic message once and for all. You're the only... Okay, this is what's fascinating about it. You guys may not be familiar with, like, the story of the Georgia Guidestones, but basically, they were just this big monument in the middle of Georgia that... A that attracted a bunch of tourists that wanted to see it because nobody knows exactly who commissioned it. I mean, we have an idea of who, like, requested that it be built or whatever. We don't know for sure who paid for it or any of that stuff. Like, there's a little bit of mystery shrouding the whole situation and the guidestones and everything. And it's basically just a calendar... And a clock, I think, or I don't know, some kind of, it's just like a big monument with 10 points in a ton of different languages that are intended to help you rebuild society after a, catastro uh, after a catastrophic event. Now, some of the ideas, not so great, in my opinion. Some of the ideas, obvious Obviously good ideas, but the one thing that was notably missing was any mention of Christianity, and that just really got to these people. So anyway, that's what the Georgia Guidestones are. Keep listening to them talk about the Georgia Guidestones like they're some kind of a secret something or other. The candidate willing to go head-to-head -head with the Luciferian cabal. You went to these Georgia Guidestones. Luciferian cabal. Wow. Okay. Stones with our executive producer, Lauren Witzke, and part of our film division. How Dude, Lauren Witzke has got problems. Uh, sh she's just another level, and I'll be talking about her too in a little while. How did you feel when you were there? It was overwhelming, really. You know, it's kind of surreal, and I was kind of an awe of how many people showed up there and the people walking up there they looked like they were walking up there trying to find something looking for something uh maybe they were looking for the georgia guidestones did you ever knock that one around the old noggin you ever think about that one maybe they're looking for 
the thing that they came to see, the Georgia Guidestones. No, that, that one just slipped her mind. Okay. So go on. People looking for something. Something. Looking for something. And, you know, in my heart, I was in the car praying. They're looking for you, Jesus. They're looking for you. And as they're looking for you, they're finding this in my state. Oh, my God, dude. Again, look, this is a picture of it. If you're watching and not listening, this is what it looks like. If, okay, if you're just listening, I'll describe. It's just, it's gigantic. It's like, I don't know, 15, 16 feet tall or something. Huge. It's got one rectangular pillar down the center of it and then one square kind of uh, slab on the top of it. And then you got four door-shaped slabs pointing in opposite directions, north, south, east, west. And there's a hole between each one, so it's not like they're they're not connected by anything. They're just kind of standing there. And again, it's just got like a bunch of different languages, and it's got some suggestions for how to rebuild society. It's things like, I don't remember, balance, truth, and what was it? Let me just look here. The one that really pissed these people off, the one suggestion that they saw on this was that it said something like, you should try to maintain society around 500,000 people if possible. And that's actually a good idea. If it were possible to do without eugenics, without mass deaths or any of that stuff, if it were possible to do with like birth control, you know, discourage people from having babies, incentivize people to not have kids, if that were possible to do, it would be a fantastic idea. Honestly, but you know these people, you know Candace Taylor's type and Stu Peters' type. They're the type of people that believe that, you know, there's some kind of an evil out there and they have to, like, set it right or whatever and have as many children as humanly possible. It's absolutely nuts. So, like I said, Stu Peters helped Candace Taylor make her campaign ads. As a matter of fact, what we're watching here, not what she's saying, but this right here is part of her campaign ad, like to be governor. For you, Jesus, they're looking for you. And as they're looking for you, they're finding this in my state, this in the Bible Belt, this conservative, and it made my skin crawl. So anyways, what happened next is that somebody actually blew the thing up. Surprise, surprise. This is called... Stochastic terrorism, by the way. This is July 7th, 2022, when the thing was blown up. Stochastic terrorism is a lone wolf attack that can't be exactly predicted, but can be assumed when you demonize and attack and threaten some group of people or something or some person or whatever. So Candace Taylor, Stu Peters, and others demonized the Georgia Guidestones, and sure enough, what we see next is this guy walking up to the Guidestones. You can see it, right? If you're just listening and not watching, I'll describe. Guy walks up to the Guidestones, middle of the night, drops something in between them, and runs away, right? And then, boom. It explodes. Whatever he dropped blew up. 
destroyed the Guidestones. The Georgian government or whatever decided to take the Guidestones down. By the way, these were private property. These are privately owned, privately constructed by private entities. Had nothing to do with anybody. They were even on private land, I think, for all I know. Anyways, these people decided to take the Guidestones down for safety reasons. So they, after they were blown up like this by extremists, they took the Guidestones down, which I get. You've got to do it. It It's okay. That's what it is. But uh, yeah, that's Candace Taylor. And when she was rightly blamed for the stochastic terrorist event that led to the Guidestones being destroyed, she had this to say, early July 2022, immediately after the Guidestones were destroyed. I believe vandalism is illegal. Okay, this wasn't vandalism. This was terrorism. They used a an explosive device to destroy an object. And sometimes people like to call vandalism instead of actually giving God credit because they don't know how to explain what happens when God moves. Uh, okay. Are you saying that God was the one that destroyed the Georgia Guidestones? I mean, I'll take any evidence at all. I will take anything, please. That makes absolutely no sense whatsoever. So until I see a video that shows me anything but what looked like lightning or the hand of God moving on a situation, I'm going to believe that it was God. If it was vandalism, then there's cameras everywhere, all over the place, that would have picked that up, and those people should be brought to justice. Right, okay, so there are cameras everywhere, and we would be able to see that there's very obviously a vandal, right? If this were true, until this camera, whatever is revealed, she's going to believe that it was lightning striking the stones as the hand of God working its magic. That's what she's saying, right? Yeah, probably not the smartest thing to say when we actually have video footage of a guy walking up, okay, walking up to the thing. Walking up to the thing, dropping something in the middle, running. And then minutes later, boom, it blows up. Probably not the smartest thing to say. Yeah, but you know what? It was the hand of God. Absolutely. It was the hand of God, 100%. Makes perfect sense to me. Do not put words in my mouth. I am. Wait, who put words in her mouth and what words did they put in her mouth? keeping record, video footage, screenshots, and every single thing that's being said that's a lie, I'm keeping it. I believe in law and order in this country. Okay, well, she just said that anybody, she's going to keep a screenshot of anybody who lies. She's going to screenshot it. Anyone who lies. That's interesting. Being in favor of law and order and all, I would have thought she would have been in favor of the First Amendment, but okay. Hey, maybe not. I mean, maybe it, that's my mistake. Sorry. I thought you were a fan of the Constitution. My mistake. 
So she's just trying to threaten people, scare them, make it clear that she doesn't care about the Georgia Guidestone. She's glad that they're gone. And she's glad that she inspired a stochastic terrorist event the way that she did. And if anybody disagrees with her or criticizes her for that, then she is going to keep your screenshots. Okay, great. So that brings us to modern day. She had an interesting video come out recently. I don't really fully understand it because I really researched this, but you'll see what I mean in a second. Just listen to what she has to say here. I believe that she's on Real America's Voice War Room. I think this is Steve Bannon that she's on. I could be wrong there, so don't quote me on that. Late April 2023, she has this to say. The seat, honestly, when I won it, I was shaken, Steve, because it was the power of God. You could feel it evidenced in the room. The Lord wants to take Georgia back. This whole state has been hijacked by criminals, and we're done with it. And that's why we see Brian Kent will not speak at the state convention. The Oh, dude, she hates Brian Kemp. Let me tell you why. First of all, she battled against him in the uh the election where she got like five percent of the vote or something by the way five percent's not nothing that's still hundreds of thousands of votes in georgia anyway she hates him because she battled against him because she's a trumpist nutcase and brian kemp is not a trumpist nutcase or he refused to capitulate to trump's demands that's the deal here that's the difference so she's a True believer, do absolutely anything she can to please Daddy Trump the way a young girl should. She's doing it. Now, Brian Kemp is a Republican through and through and will also do anything for Donald Trump, except for break the law. That's all we really learned recently, uh, you know, back in the 2020 election, that he won't break the law for Trump. Neither will Brad Raffensperger. There's a, uh, a case going on right now against the two. So we'll see how that turns out. So anyway, keep listening here. Speak at the state convention the beginning of June. He got booed off the stage when he spoke there two years ago, right after the election and a hijacking that was done in Georgia. And now he's not going back. And I think probably because I won that seat, he's scared that I might speak and get a standing ovation because the people actually want someone that's going to represent them and do what they want. And they want fair legal elections. We're tired of this selection process in Georgia. Mm, okay, interesting. Now, Listening back to this, like I've listened to this video probably three times as I downloaded it, as I prepped it, as I uh, cleaned up the audio and put it into a compilation and everything else. This is almost, sir, I would say this is probably the fifth time I've listened to it, honestly. And I'm wondering, is she talking about her election with Brian Kemp? Like back in 2020, is she talking about like, how she secretly won the governor's race back in 2020 and she's really the governor and Brian Kemp really lost. I mean, it's complete nonsense, but is that what she's talking about? I think it might be absolutely nuts, dude. By the way, check out the bamboo in the background. That's kind of interesting considering back in the day when they did the, uh, the check for the ballots, when they were trying to audit ballots to prove that there was, election interference they no joke 
checked the ballots for bamboo fibers. Really? They thought China having bamboo all over the place, as if bamboo doesn't exist in the United States, it does, and as if it only exists in China and it's all over the place in China, it's not, as if bamboo doesn't exist anywhere else. Absurd on every level, but okay. So she has bamboo in her war room or whatever. That's just like an additional layer of absurdity and ridiculousness. Check this one out. Mid-May 2023, we got another one. No one elected Joe Biden to be president of the United States. That did not happen. Very few totally mentally insane people voted for Joe Biden. Nobody voted for Joe Biden. That did not happen. Is that what she said? No one elected Joe Biden to be president. Oh, I'm sorry. No one elected Joe Biden. In the United States. That did not happen. Very few totally mentally insane people voted for Joe Biden. People did not vote for him. You don't vote for a man who is not cognitively present. You don't okay. That is complete nonsense. All of the little gaffes, quote unquote, that they show. There's this compilation of Joe Biden fails like him stumbling over words and wandering off and stuff like that. Basically, all of it is taken out of context, and the things where he stumbles over words and, and can't find the right word to say, that's the direct result of a stutter that he's had since he was a little kid. And the fact that he was capable of overcoming a stutter like that is truly impressive. Now, what's this woman do? She makes fun of the stutter, of course. Makes fun of Joe Biden in general. Disgusting. People did not vote for him. You don't vote for a man who is not cognitively present. You don't vote for a man that stays in his basement, that comes out to have a rally with six people socially distanced. That Biden has his cognitive faculties just fine. You know who doesn't? Diane Feinstein. She doesn't. I can say that with complete confidence. Diane Feinstein needs to resign. She's got problems right now. Her brain is a mess, and I'm so sorry to say that she has a fantastic legacy, but every day she stays in Congress and refuses to resign, it's a stain on her legacy more and more and more. You know who does not have cognitive decline or cognitive issues or early onset Alzheimer's or dementia or whatever? Donald Trump and Joe Biden. Neither of them do. You know why I say that? Because it comes in three stages. I looked this up. The first stage of Alzheimer's disease or, or dementia or whatever is simple stuff. Forgetting the keys. Walking into a room and forgetting why you entered the room or whatever. It's stuff that everybody does it, pretty commonly, except it gets more and more and more frequent with somebody that's in stage one, Alzheimer's or dementia. Stage two is you're losing your grip on reality entirely. Like you're losing lucidity. You are, you shouldn't be left alone. You should have a caretaker of some sort who is there to make sure that you're safe. You're not getting yourself into shenaniganery, like getting in a car, trying to drive to the pharmacy. That's not safe at all. And then stage three of Alzheimer's or dementia is com you're completely incapable of functioning on your own. You're wearing diapers and stuff like that. That's the level, okay? Now, each of these stages takes about 
two years. Luckily, we've come a long way in our Alzheimer's research, and we're making a lot of progress. So if it's something that you have to deal with, that you have to look forward to, I feel for you. I'm very sorry that you, you're going to have to deal with something like that. But there's a lot of progress being made. The point here that I'm trying to make, really, is that neither Donald Trump nor Joe Biden have any kind of Alzheimer's disease or dementia or whatever. Any claims that they have any of this stuff are completely made up. The whole idea is simply to use a smear attack against them. That's it. Donald Trump and Joe Biden are not cognitively failing, either of them. She can claim that all she wants. It's false that comes out to have a rally with six people socially distanced that you don't win right you don't win a country over with that and for them to well guess what baby he did he won a country over whether you like that fact or not he won your guy was that unpopular okay you don't like the fact that biden won against donald trump Maybe run somebody who's a little bit more popular than Donald Trump against Joe Biden, and he'll win in the future. That you don't win right, you don't win a country over with that. And for them to think we believe it, and for people to call him President Biden, which I do not, because he didn't win. Yes, he did. He did win. And as a matter of fact, whether he won or not, he was inaugurated on January twentieth, twenty twenty-one, and he is the president of the United States. He is your president as much as he is mine. You can hate that fact as much as you want, but you know what you remind me of when you complain about that and say, not my president and all that stuff? Let me show you who you remind me of. This is what you remind me of right here. Although, for the record, this is actually 100% justified. After seeing what Donald Trump did to the country, this reaction was completely justified. Your reaction's not. Donald J. Trump is now president of the United States. President Obama is the next president. Mr. Trump, for the moment, for the What a great address. honor to be able to introduce for the first time ever anywhere the 45th president of the United States of America. You know what she realized in that moment? What she was probably thinking? She was probably thinking Donald Trump is going to get three Supreme Court picks and there is a very real chance that Roe v. Wade will be overturned. And she would have been right if she had assumed that. That's probably what she was thinking. That's probably why she was so upset over this situation. So yeah, this is actually this is actually justified. This reaction here, this was justified. This is a justified reaction to Donald Trump taking political office. You know what's not a justified reaction? You crying about Joe Biden not being your president. That's not justified. Give me a break. Call him President Biden, which I do not because he didn't win. When you do that, you participate in the insanity. Just like whenever I say it's okay for people to cut off their genitals and as children and give their children hormones that is opposite of how God created them, I'm participating in their insanity and their gender identity disorder. It's the same thing. We've got to 
fascinating. So she's talking about people. Okay, she's gone down the trans rabbit hole now. This is a really, really popular mode of attack right now. Attacking the trans community just for being the trans community, just for existing. And uh, we are on our way to a genocide pipeline right now. It's deeply disturbing stuff. Really not a fan of any of it. But let's just think about what she said one more time here. Listen to this again. And as children and give their children hormones that... Okay. No one is giving children hormones. You know how many people that's happening to? Uh, like 2,000 people or something like that. And all of those people are like over the age of like 16, for example, or they're 16 or above, something like that. I don't remember the statistics exactly, but this is straight up pure, unadulterated fear mongering about the trans community. This is not a problem that's happening in society. This is completely fabricated. Hormones that is opposite of how God created them. Oh, and that one right there. It's opposite of the way God created them. So I guess that you're okay with banning any kind of plastic surgeries. You're okay, you're okay with banning birth control. You're okay with banning condoms, right? Because that's not what God intended. That's not how God made us. We're not supposed to have condoms on, right? We're supposed to make babies, as many as humanly possible. That's the way I would be I would bet anything that's the way that she sees it, right? She's just a disgusting person all the way down. She's got to take that shot at the trans community, a marginalized community, an already vulnerable community of people. She's got to take that shot at them. I'm participating in their insanity and their gender identity disorder. It's the same thing. We've got to stop this insanity, this perpetuating society. It is causing people who were normal to become mentally ill. It is not only something that is learned behavior and repetitive behavior. It is demonic. Mm -hmm. It is evil. And I Dude, this is... This is really sad. This is an example of the satanic panic making a comeback. And I'll show you exactly what I mean in a second. Just keep listening here. And I do feel like we're in Sodom and Gomorrah. I wasn't being funny about that. No. I seriously do. Okay, so I, I feel like I've pretty well shown you who Candace Taylor is. But I want to take it one step further with Candace Taylor. She's talking about demonic this demonic that demons witches blah 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 she actually had greg Locke on her show on her whatever the hell it is to talk to her about witches listen to this this is from late february 2023 this should give you an idea of who this person is and the way she thinks and the things she believes i believe that you have skills that you've learned and god's shown you so tell us how do we deal with witches <laughs> Well, first of all, you have to boldly acknowledge their existence. Okay, you got to get away from this long, pointy nose, you know, green face, Wizard of Oz flying around on a broom idea. Witches are reality. Matter of no, they're not. Witches aren't real. Witches weren't real in the 1700s, 1800s, 1900s. They weren't real during the Salem witch trials when people were trying to throw them into lakes. And if they sank, they weren't a witch. And if they floated, they were. They weren't real then, and they're not real now either. And it's just embarrassing that people like Greg Locke 
and Candace Taylor are pushing the idea that they are disgusting. Our reality. Matter of fact, our public school system is hiring full-blown, well-known witches at an alarming rate. Wow, okay. School system hiring witches, okay. Any evidence for this at all? Any proof whatsoever? You got anything for me? I'll take literally anything. See, the problem is there is no evidence for something like this because witches aren't real, okay? Witches are fake. And here we have Greg Locke making direct claims that witches are infiltrating our school systems to convince our children to become witches. Absurd. Rate. I mean, Facebook, there are huge, huge, massive, I mean, thousands of people in these witches' covens. Now, here's what's interesting. I there are not thousands of people in witches' covens. I've never dressed up like a witch so I could infiltrate a witch's coven and pretend to be one of them. But witches dress up like Christians and come to churches all the time. Totally, totally, absolutely. Yeah, that's like on the top of the list that I, I've heard. I mean, I know witches, and they've told me this is like the thing that they really enjoy doing, dressing up like a Christian and going to mess with Christians at church. Just mix all their demon stuff up in there. That's the goal. So there's this thing called Pagan Invasion. I think it was produced in 1994 or 1991. Not sure when exactly. Anyway, Pagan Invasion was a TV show produced on VHS, aired on television for a while there. And they had... Members of Parliament, MPs, David Wilshire, MP, on to talk about, guess what? Witches overtaking society, controlling things and pulling strings like puppet masters and doing their demonic rituals and all that other garbage. Listen to what MP David Wilshire had to say about this completely fabricated problem that does not exist, that never existed, okay? Satanism isn't real. Listen to this. In this country, as it exists elsewhere, it is appallingly evil. It is about murder. It is about child abuse. It's about sexual abuse. It is no joke and must be taken seriously and must be dealt with. If they can ritually abuse children, if they can in any way uh, abuse children, uh, anything to destroy a child's innocence or their trust or their, their wonder at the world. He's a former Satanist. Notice his uh, title there at the bottom. Former Satanist. This former Satanist is telling us about his goals at the time when he was a Satanist to destroy their the children's innocence so that they would become Satanists too. Just absurd, dude. I mean, this is where we're headed now, people, Okay. This is what we get when we go on a literal witch hunt. The way that Candace Taylor and Greg Locke are going on a literal witch hunt. These people literally believe that witches are literally real and they're out to get us. And that they're infiltrating the school systems and all this other nonsense. That's who these people are, okay? That's who we're dealing with right now. This is a problem. Candace Taylor is this close to power. She's doing everything she can to seize the reins of power right now. We've got to vote 
to make sure that she does not reach the reins of power the way that she is reaching right now. Disgusting. Anyway, let me know what you think about it in the comments. Next, we're going to talk about Anne Vandersteel finding a way to feel vindicated in her QAnon beliefs and now going down the sovereign citizen rabbit hole. Uh-oh. Looks like she's going to find herself on the other end of the IRS when she refuses to pay her taxes. I'm here for every second of it. We'll be right back. Don't forget to check out my Patreon and check out my website and email list for early access to uncensored, ad-free, complete videos. All links are in the description. Our analysts over at Global Financial Wealth Network predict a 40-state romping crush by the Trump campaign over Joe Biden. Uh-oh. This was all the way back in 2019 or 2020. When was this from? This was from early November 2020, immediately before Joe Biden won the 2020 election. I love it, dude. I love it to death. I eat this up. I love watching False predictions fall flat on their face. So if you're unfamiliar, this is a woman called Anne Vandersteel. She runs a show called The Steel Truth. And she's gone down a QAnon rabbit hole as of late. So I wanted to talk about some of the things that she's been up to lately. She's taken a turn toward the sovereign citizen movement. If you don't know what that is, you will in a minute. It's crazy. But let me, uh, let me show you some clips from this woman. Let me show you what she's all about. Let's talk about her. This is Bill Mitchell on the left. I've talked about him. It's been a while, but uh, yeah, I've he's been on my radar for a bit. Mid-April 2019, Ann Vandersteel speaks to Bill Mitchell. Give it a listen. Now, I want to take you back to something, Bill, because we got written up, or I should say I did. Well, both of us, we usually do by that lovely guy, Kyle Mantilla at Right Wing Watch. <laughs> they got written up. By Right Wing Watch. No, you know what Right Wing Watch did? Exactly what I do. If you don't know Right Wing Watch, that's where I get a lot of my clips. They simply took a clip of you saying something absolutely psychotic and they posted it on their Twitter channel. That's it. That's all they do. There's no writing up like you're in middle school or elementary school or whatever. I don't think I've been written up since... Well, I think I got written up in high school a good bit. But the point is, you don't get written up, okay? If you don't want people exposing the absolutely psychotic that you do, then don't do absolutely psychotic and you won't have to worry about it. Okay, so she's upset. Right Wing Watch is keeping track. Keep listening. Right Wing Watch. Huh. Oh, anyway. Yeah, they're you're friends with MAGA Coalition, right? Exactly. So you're friends with MAGA Coalition. What he's saying is Right Wing Watch follows anybody that is MAGA. That's not necessarily true, but okay, let's keep listening. Exactly. So anyway, uh, we got written up in there for my comment about the fact that it runs rampant in the higher levels of government around the world. And here we are, right here. It's breaking. Next thing. So what she says is people, it, for those who are listening, uh, you couldn't read her lips on that one or whatever. She's saying people who mistreat children covertly control the world and exist in positions of power all the way up the chain, if you get my meaning. You know, I'm just going to say it. I think it's safe to say once or twice. She's talking about the global elites that are like pedophiles that are out to get like everybody or whatever, right? And she says she's been vindicated. 
It's been proven without a shadow of a doubt. This is 2019, by the by. Been proven without a shadow of a doubt that this is true. And what's her evidence? Breaking Nexium, which is a giant cult with human trafficking of, of you know, women and children. Children in their rainbow cultural gardens, fake daycare that they have. Okay, uh, Nexium. Right, interesting. I haven't talked about Nexium as a cult, but it's definitely a cult. I should probably do like a deep dive into them and, and who they are and what they do. Their leader, I, I think, I don't know exactly how to pronounce It's either Keith Rainier or Keith Rainier. Well, anyway, that's the leader, Keith Rainier. And he would do some absolutely horrific messed up stuff to the women in the group. He would brand them and stuff. Like the things that he did were illegal and evil and wrong and disgusting. And it had some really famous people in it similar to Scientology. Like Tom Cruise is like Scientology's spokesman or whatever you want to call it. Well, there were a lot of really famous people in Nexium too. It's spelled N-X-I-V-M, by the by. N-X-I-V-M. It's pronounced Nexium. So anyways, um, the guy or the... There was somebody from Smallville that was in Nexium. I don't remember who it was or what their name was. Anyway. Yeah, Keith Rainier was arrested and charged and is sitting in jail, to my knowledge, up to this moment. This is not a global plot by worldwide child mistreatment people like child mistreatment puppet masters that are out to get all of the kids or whatever this was just some random nutter butter group that did absolutely nutter butter stuff that set out to take advantage of certain people it was an isolated incident and there were some famous people in the group as these types of groups attempt to go after just like scientology with tom cruise so Nexium is not evidence of a global child mistreatment ring or whatever by the elites, by the Soroses of the world and of the, you know, whoever. It's just nonsense, all of it. So her justification for the belief that there's a global ring at the very top of elites who are mistreating children is the Nexium cult. Okay, go on. This is what they've been doing, and you're finding the Senator uh, Kirsten Gillibrand, who declined that she even knew her, her father was even involved, even though he was heavily involved, along with his wife. Well, I mean, I don't know anything about this situation, but yeah, of course, this group is going to try to bring in as many famous and influential people as possible. Jehovah's Witnesses do the same thing. Any cult has an interest in bringing in famous and influential people. You know, Jehovah's Witnesses brought in Prince. They had the Jackson 5, Michael Jackson, for a while. Um, they, I don't think they specifically sought them out, but Nexium and Scientology most definitely sought out famous and influential people. Tom Cruise, Kirstie Alley. I mean, the list goes on. It's a big list, okay? It's a big list. John Travolta and, and others. Of course, Nexium was doing the same thing. And of course, you know, they were caught some senators and stuff were caught that's not evidence of some gigantic ring of people at the very top of society that are controlling everything that's absurd this nexium sex cult which has ties directly to the hillary to the clinton campaign oh wow okay um nexium has ties to hillary clinton all right that's news to me oh so, this is um this is just again that crack in the pandora's box 
for, I think, our federal government and everybody that's been involved in, in horrible stuff like this, just like Harvey Weinstein was to Hollywood. You're going no. to see Nexium and the Gillibrand connection to the Hillary Clinton, and then the big government is all right there. And Right Wing Watch, when I went to go, when I tweeted this out, I went to tag them, and they wouldn't come up out. So I looked up what their Twitter handle was, and then I realized, oops, they blocked me. <laughs> yeah, because you're a nutcase. Like, nobody wants you harassing them. Obviously, that's what the block button is for, so you don't harass people. But for what it's worth, Right Wing Watch does cover her, and that's a good thing. I think they need to show the things that she says. I feel that that's very important. She's a public figure. She's not just some nobody. She owns a TV show called The Steel Truth. I think it's on Right Side Broadcasting Network, RSBN, or maybe it's on Newsmax. I don't even know what it's on. Anyway, she's very influential, and... You can see how she's spinning up these crazy narratives and these absolutely absurd and unhinged connections between, quote-unquote, elites that are taking advantage of children and absolutely nothing, right? Nexium was a cult that existed at a certain point in time that was doing some really horrific, messed-up stuff. The leader was arrested and charged and sentenced and i believe is now in jail to my knowledge unless he got out and he was never like part of hillary clinton's campaign or whatever like this is insane i mean let me let me show you just how insane this person gets again she got into the sovereign citizen movement which we'll get into in a minute i'll explain it if you're unfamiliar listen to this late april 2020 i love going back and looking at some of the older stuff that these people say, because it's been proven unequivocally wrong over and over and over again, and they love to just pretend they never said it. Well, guess what? I've got a mind like an elephant, and I'm going to pull this stuff up and parade it all over the place. Let's listen to this. Late April 2020. That escalator ride has been a very dramatic moment for millions of people. I escalator ride. She's referring to Donald Trump coming down the escalator at Trump Tower, preparing to announce that he's running for president or announcing it or whatever. So she says it was like a, a special moment for people. OK, that escalator ride has been a very dramatic moment for millions of people. I dramatic we say i recall he and melania coming down of course who can forget how beautiful she was in her white outfit that day i forgot it i don't even know what she looked like that day so yeah her white outfit that day but i saw the white light emanating from the president and having worked for him back in the 90s the white light emanating from him i hate to stop every five seconds but i just want to point this out she says that when donald trump walked down the golden escalator to announce that he's running for president 2016, there was a white light emanating from him. Seriously. She is one of many that believe that he is a messiah. And here's just another piece of evidence. A white light emanating from him as he went down this escalator. That is insane. But I saw the white light emanating from the president and having worked for him back in the 90s, I knew him to be a man of good character and a great listener. And leaders are always excellent listeners. They listen to the people around him and they make decisions based on input. A man of good character. OK, <laughs> like literally nothing that she just said is true. And it's all been proven unequivocally false without question. 
You can lie about how much you love the guy all you want, but that's nonsense, every last bit of it. So I saw him coming down the escalator and I said, oh, this is something I've looked forward to for 30 years, wanting this man to run for president, knowing how he ran his businesses and how he managed people. I thought, this is a born leader. No, well, that's funny. He said that when he got into government, he was going to pick the right people because he knows how to pick people. And then he just kept firing person after person after person and saying they were terrible. They're idiots. They're wrong. They're stupid. They're awful. They don't know what they're doing. That's what Donald Trump did. You know, he kept firing people and blaming the people that he fired. Your ass picked him out. So what do you expect from me here? Who do you think I'm going to blame? It's the person that picked up. I thought you're supposed to be some magical businessman that knew exactly how to pick somebody out that could do a job correctly. What happened? What happened to all that? It was a lie all along. Donald Trump was a scam artist from the start and had his reputation rehabilitated from scam artist scumbag to genius businessman by The Apprentice. And this woman right here literally believes him to be the Messiah. This is sad. This is just straight up sad. Managed people. I thought, this is a born leader. But there was something different that day. I saw this white light sort of coming around the president. And I said, that is the hand of Christ. That is God working through this man. A white light emanating around him. This is God working through this man. She believes him to be the Messiah, straight up. This is insane. This is unhinged from reality. She needs mental help if she really believes this. Seriously. I'm not saying this in jest. I'm not saying this to be mean or to make a joke or any of this stuff. She needs mental help if she thinks that Donald Trump is the Messiah, which she does. She's not the only one either. There's a whole movement of famous pastors, Shane Vaughn being one of them that believes Donald Trump to be the Messiah. Dead serious. You don't believe me? Let me show you. Donald Trump carries the prophetic seal of the calling of God. He is Joseph. If you are anointed by Yahweh, which he claims Donald Trump is anointed by Yahweh, that's what he just said, he says he is Joseph. He has the anointing of God. For a specific plan and purpose, you are a Messiah. Got to give the audience a second here. Yahshua was the Messiah of mankind. But Donald Trump is the Messiah of America. Now, there's a whole big complicated belief system surrounding this about how there were 12 tribes of Israel, you know, Asher and Judah and Reuben and Levi and so on and so forth. And uh, Shane Vaughn has very much pioneered the whole belief system. Again, he's a televangelist. He's pioneered the belief system that middle, 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 Donald Trump is a descendant of the tribes of Israel, which makes him Jewish. And as a Jewish person who took political control of 
a country basically that has a, a uh, an anointing with God or or, or like an, a connection with God or whatever. That makes Donald Trump the son of man. That makes him like the new Messiah. That's the idea. That's the claim. It's complicated. It's a whole complicated belief system. And they have their little weird justifications and they can refer back to the Bible for all of this stuff. And for the things that they can't refer back to the Bible for, they just claim prophecy. Yeah, God prophesied it to me. I mean, this guy is like not as influential as Shane Vaughn, but I just want to show that there really is a movement behind this whole thing. This is from 2022, mid-April. Guy is Jovan Pulitzer. I think that's his name. Uh, yeah, Jovan Pulitzer. And he was involved with the audit, the Arizona vote audit, that when they were auditing the votes, they were checking the ballots for bamboo fibers to see if China sent in fake... God, just it's crazy. Anyway... He was involved with that, you know, the one that turned up more votes for Joe Biden than previously known. Anyways, Jovan Pulitzer talking to, as a matter of fact, Ann Vandersteel on The Steel Truth, I believe. Listen to what he said here. I'm going to give you a name of somebody. You come back and give me one name or, or one uh, descriptive word. Trump. Don't take this wrong. But remember, I'm Jewish, and a Messiah is, in Judaism, is a person who would bring the one true God of Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob to the world. A Messiah means a great leader, a great prophet. I believe that Donald J. Trump is a Messiah for what's called the New Jerusalem, which is the United States of America. He was it, and he opened everybody's eyes. That's the only way I can describe it. He's a prophecy oh. fulfilled. That's absolutely unhinged from reality. And as a matter of fact, that's one of the clips that I usually show to prove that there's a real movement of people out there that believe that Donald Trump is a messiah. I didn't even realize that that was with Ann Vandersteel on the left. Like, I, I was focused on the guy on the right. I can't, like, that couldn't have worked out more perfectly. But for what it's worth, uh, Ann Vandersteel has actually taken a QAnon oath, too. I don't know if you guys are familiar with this. It's similar to the oath that the military takes, but it's got a couple of little changes to it. Let me show you what I mean here. Okay, so this is uh, Michael Flynn, July 2020. This is about three years after QAnon really became a thing. It was uh, three years after QAnon came into existence. But 2020 is when QAnon really took off. They used a series of memes to gain attention. They used the hashtag save the children, hashtag save the children. And they would put QAnon memes in the hashtag save the children. They'd put that hashtag in the meme and everything. And who doesn't want to save the children? Of course, there were no children to be saved. Like, QAnon lives in a fever dream where children are, like, under attack 24-7. Anyway, that's neither here nor there. So, 2020, QAnon's on the rise. Michael Flynn, guy right in the middle, used to be, I think, Trump's defense secretary. He was also Obama's defense secretary. He was charged with 
What was he charged with? Let me look this up. Okay, Michael Flynn was charged and pleaded guilty to one felony count of willfully and knowingly making materially false statements and omissions to the f- to the FBI. So basically what happened in a nutshell, Russia attacks Ukraine in 2014. They attacked Crimea. They wanted to take Crimea, right? So Russia goes in. They take Crimea. They sent their soldiers in to take it. And Obama places sanctions on Russia, condemns them, says you can't do that, this is wrong, they're a sovereign country, and so on and so forth, right? Well, Russia didn't do a thing when they were sanctioned. They didn't say a word, they didn't do anything, they just went about their day. And Obama was like, that's not like Russia. Russia likes screaming and crying about things 24-7. So what happened? Well, as it turns out, we've come to find Michael Flynn pleaded guilty to through back channels through the through Kislyak, I think, which is like the Russian diplomat in the United States or whatever, telling the guy Donald Trump's about to be president. We're pretty sure. Don't do anything until after the election. Just hang out and wait. And if Trump is the winner of the 2016 election. He's going to lift the sanctions and let you take Crimea. This all happened. Dead serious. You wonder what Trump would do if he were in Joe Biden's seat with the Ukraine war. He would let Russia take Ukraine. We've watched it happen. He let them take uh, Crimea. We know exactly how this would play out. So that's neither here nor there. After Michael Flynn was charged and sentenced for effectively undermining the authority of the U.S. government... What's tantamount to treason? Maybe not by law, but in spirit, he committed treason. In my opinion, he's a traitor to the U.S. government. This guy in the middle, Michael Flynn, right? After he was charged and sentenced, Donald Trump pardoned him. Big surprise, right? So after he was pardoned, 2020, he comes out here and jumps on the QAnon train. This all relates to Ann Vander Steele person on the right here, who we're going to get to in a second. But let me show you the QAnon oath that Michael Flynn and his family took. Again, it's slightly different than the oath that the U.S. military takes or that, you know, a police officer takes or whatever, any other government official. It's different from government officials' oaths by just a little bit. One of the ways it's different is at the end, they say, Where we go one, we go all. Kind of a nonsensical statement that came from a movie that came out in the 80s or the 90s or something. And it's a a little signal, you know? It's just a little signal to other QAnoners that you're in on it too. You're with them with this whole thing. So listen to Michael Flynn give his QAnon oath. And then we're going to get back to Ann Vandersteel. Do solemnly swear. Do solemnly swear that I will support and defend. That I will support and defend the Constitution of the United States. The Constitution of the United States. So help me God. So help me God. Where we go one, we go all. Where we go one, we go all. Now that's an interesting thing to say at the end of an oath, isn't it? Where we go one, we go all. It means absolutely nothing except I'm a QAnon or two. That's what it means. By the way, Michael Flynn sued CNN for playing that. 
that clip that I just played, he sued CNN for it. Of course, I'm giving commentary on it and everything. I don't worry about him suing me for that. And I've already played it before. But listen to Liz Crokin, who I talked about earlier this past week, on Ann Vandersteel's program, The Steel Truth, doing something very similar. Check this out. This clip is from, again, 2020. This is from immediately after Michael Flynn gave the oath. This oath is going all over the place in 2020. This is when QAnon was really taking off. They really took advantage of those social media algorithms, especially around this time, 2020. And that's when they started getting censored by algorithms, when they started taking off. Give this a listen. Do you want to take the oath with me? We can repeat after General Flynn. Sure. Do we have it? Do we have it written down somewhere where I can read it? We have it queued up. We can put the video up and we just have to hold our hands up like this and we'll just follow General Flynn and repeat after him. Again, you want to take an oath to you to the U.S. government? Don't know why you would. Only legally recognized government officials need to take this oath. Okay, fine. Go ahead. Take the oath to the U.S. government if that's what you want to do. That's patriotic. That's respectable. Whatever. That's not what they're doing. You know what they're doing? They're taking an oath to QAnon. That's very different. And everybody in the audience, by the way, please hold up your right hand and let's all take the oath together. We've got uh, 755 in YouTube chat alone. So everybody, if you just hold up your right hand, yeah, let's take the oath together. Okay, go ahead, Liz. Cue the video. Yeah. So I usually get somewhere in the vicinity of uh, 800 people on my podcast when I stream. I used to get closer to 1500 or uh, 2000 or something. But, you know, live streams go up and down. And lately, my channel hasn't really gotten as many live viewers as they as it used to. Who knows why it happens? It's not that big of a deal. But it, to, just to give a little bit of context, that's roughly how many I get on my fireside chat channel with like a hundred thousand subbies is uh, 800 live viewers give or take so that's what she's talking about do solemnly swear do solemnly swear okay that i will support defend that i will support and defend the constitution the constitution of the united states and domestic against all against enemies enemies both foreign and domestic and i will bear true true faith and allegiance to the same dude liz croken on the left has no idea what's going on can't understand a word she's saying and is doing her damnedest to say the oath alongside uh ann vandersteel and flynn here but it's just not working out freely that i take this obligation obligation freely without any mental reservation reservation. or purpose of evasion evasion. like she's not even saying it right and that I will well and faithfully discharge the duties which I am about to enter of the office of office which I'm about to enter. So help me God. Where we go one, we go all. God bless America. Okay, now here's where it gets interesting. If you notice at the end, they said the obligations of the office I'm about to enter. Where we go when we go all. What office are these people entering, right? There is no office. They haven't been invited to be a secretary of state or a, an attorney general or, you know, a general of the army or air force or whatever. No, 
what are they like? What office are they entering? You know what office it is? Digital soldiers. They've become digital soldiers. That's what they call themselves. QAnoners call themselves digital soldiers, and they're people who go in and act like trolls everywhere they can and spread Hillary Clinton, you know, email memes, buttery mail memes, basically. Buttery mails, buttery mails, you know? That's all they talk about, buttery mails, 24-7. It's like, it's a problem. This is a risky thing to type on a live stream, buttery mails. Here you go, buttery mails. Males that are buttering themselves up, buttery mails. That's all QAnoners talk or think about, 24-7, buttery mails. That's it, and it's incessant, okay? I can't, <laughs> I can't stand it. Anyway, anyway, so let me get to the point here. Ann Vandersteel took the QAnon oath to declare herself a digital soldier, right? Well, she's taken a step beyond that. That was all the way back in 2020, July 2020. Now we're, of course, well, we're past this now, but this clip is from mid-January 2022. I accidentally misspelled January. Please forgive me. Um, I put a lot of work into making sure I get the dates on these correct. So mid-January 2022... She decides to go down the sovereign citizen route. Now, if you don't know what a sovereign citizen is, it's really, really common among QAnoners, among uh, right-wing extremists, libertarians, things like that. The idea is they don't believe they are subject to U.S. laws or U.S. anything. They don't believe they have to pay taxes. They don't believe they need a driver's license. They don't believe that they need anything. Actually, there's a video. Hang on. Okay, let's just watch this short interaction between a sovereign citizen and a police officer just to give you an idea of the kind of stupid that they say. Just this woman was just pulled over by a police officer. Give this a listen. Young lady, Officer Banks, Gulf Breeze Police Department. I'm pulling you over. You're doing 54 and a 35. Any reason for that speed tonight? Uh, before you got off the bridge and uh, as soon as she came off the bridge all this is 35 so she's going like 55 and a 35 basically 20 miles an hour over the speed limit that's a lot i was going 40 i thought nope she says i, I was going 40 i thought you got your license registration proof of insurance you don't have to have a license to drive a car yes yeah, uh-oh you don't have to have a license to drive a car it's it's starting you got your license registration proof of insurance you don't have to have a license to drive a car yes yeah, yes you do you do not 15741 with me. Ma'am, step out the vehicle. She's not going to. You know why? She's a sovereign citizen. She doesn't believe in the authority of the police officer. And apparently, if you don't believe in it, then it doesn't exist. It's like fairies or something. Am I, am I you, you, a crime? Yeah, you are being detained right now. Step out the vehicle, young lady. I, I know my right. Either you step out the vehicle, I will remove you from the vehicle. I know my right. Yeah, this is a really common refrain from sovereign citizens. I know my rights. Inevitably, sovereign citizens will end up in jail because they do things like this. They refuse to get a driver's license, or if they have one, they refuse to turn it over to a cop. Despite driving a vehicle, they refuse to pay taxes. They refuse to anything at all. They refuse to cooperate with the state in any way, shape, or form. Unfortunately, we live in a society, and that society provides a lot for us, like the roads she's driving on. She has to 
pay taxes so that the roads can be built and maintained that she's driving on right now. She has to have a license that proves that she knows how to drive a car, that she's even capable of doing so. Sorry, you're a sovereign citizen. You're a fool. Like, we live in a society, and we have to follow society's rules. That's just what it is. 15-7, sovereign, right sovereign citizen. You need to get your supervisor down here right now, she says. No, you need to step out the vehicle right now. Young lady, right step out the vehicle. Right. Step out the vehicle. That's something I'm going to ask you. I'm going to ask, I'm going to ask, and then I'm going to make you step out the vehicle. Got this cop is being, if it had been anybody else, he would have not opened the door, grabbed them by the throat, and dragged them out the window. I would be willing to bet. The vehicle right now. You are going to get me a supervisor out here right now. That's fine. I what, know my rights. What right is that? Obviously, she doesn't know anything about rights. I, I do not have to have her driver's license to drive a car. I am not. This is not a commercial vehicle. Okay. So you don't know your rights. I know my rights. Okay. By the way, yeah, this is from somebody else's video, Law Talk with Mike. So he kind of interjects every now and then. I apologize. Sounds like he poorly equalized the audio. So when I play this clip in the final version i'm gonna try to equalize it and make her voice louder and law talk with mike's voice a little quieter so anyway so she says this isn't a commercial vehicle it's a private vehicle so she doesn't need a license apparently what okay call the supervisor right now all right right now <laughs> or else what i know my rights if I or else what, he says. And she says, I know my rights. Call supervisor or else what? I guess we're not going to go anywhere then. Okay. okay. Just hold it for me and go and give me the channel. You need to get a supervisor out here. Dude, the supervisor's not going to do anything but drag you out of the car by your neck, okay? You have to obey a cop whether you like it or not. That's just what it is. Especially when you are actually breaking the law. Whether you're breaking the law or not, you have to obey a cop. That's just how it is, unfortunately. I don't like the way the system works at all. I feel like cops take advantage of their positions of authority, and that's disgusting to me. But you have to follow the laws, and you have to listen to police officers. You have to do what they tell you to do, basically, if you're being detained particularly, and she is. If you're not being detained, what you should do is you should say to the cop, Am I being detained? If they say yes, you say, for what? If they tell you for what, you say, I want a lawyer. That's it. If they say anything other than, yes, you're being detained, then you say, like, if they say, no, you're not being detained, or if they ask you what you were doing or whatever, you just ask the question again. Am I being detained? Am I free to go? Am I being detained? Am I free to go? Just keep repeating those questions over and over and over again until you get a yes to one of them. If you're not being detained, then they have no right to hold you there and you are free to go. But if you walk away from a cop when he believes that he's detaining you, whether it's legal or not, it's a quick way to start a really ugly altercation with a cop and end up with a bullet in the back. So just be aware that cops have guns and they like to aim them at people and everybody in the police department likes to defend them when you know things get dicey for him so am i being detained am i free to go what am i being detained for i want a lawyer Th those are the only four things you should ever ever say to a cop ever 
So anyways, the point is that's a sovereign citizen. That's what they do. And this woman right here, Vandersteel, Ann Vandersteel, she's decided she's a sovereign citizen now. Listen to what she has to say here. This is mid-January 2022. I decided to become an American state national. Joe, you've heard me talk about Ooh, American state national. That means sovereign citizen. That's code for sovereign citizen. She's going to be one of these Karens on the side of the road saying, this isn't a commercial vehicle. I don't need a license to drive this car. <laughs> I love it, dude. Uh, I hope that happens to her one day. I, I so hope it happens. National Joe, you've heard me talk about this a little bit on the health and freedom tour, but I decided that the 14th Amendment... Uh, citizenship, the federal citizenship of a bankrupt corporate entity known as the United States. You know, there's there's a lot of things people may or may not understand that some people have heard about the Act of 1871 and all this stuff. The, the truth of the matter is... Oh boy, now this is getting complicated. This is another QAnon conspiracy that I want to explain. This video is already getting pretty long, but I'm going to explain this QAnon conspiracy. So everything that she just said, let, let me just wrap it up in a nutshell for you, okay? Back in the 1860s, when the United States split into the Confederacy and the Union, uh, I think 1865 is when it rejoined. The Union reabsorbed the Confederacy, right? And the QAnon slash sovereign citizen claim is that after they rejoined, the government that kind of rejoined together like that wasn't the U.S. government. It was the corporation of the United States. So it, it was a company, basically, that created and formed a new government. It, the real U.S. government hasn't had a president since, I think, Ulysses S. Grant. Was he the, the one that was in control when the Confederacy, like, rejoined with the Union? I don't remember. So there have been, like, 17 presidents or something like that in, in their mind, rather than 46. And the claim is, I mean, this is like, uh, this is deep lore. Oh my God. The claim is that any law that was passed after Reconstruction, after the Confederacy and the Union rejoined is null and void. Any changes to the Constitution that were made after that point are null and void. And one of the changes that was made after reconstruction after 1865 or whatever it was was inauguration day was changed it was changed from march 4th to january 20th so these people these sovereign citizens these q and honor types believed that donald trump was going to be i don't know the 18th president or whatever it is i don't remember exactly how many he was going to be the next president in line of the real united states government the first president in like 150-something years, basically. And he was going to be inaugurated on March 4th. And there was this huge, like, movement of all of these pastors and QAnoners and nutter butters of all different sorts coming out of the woodwork on March 4th or before March 4th ordering Trump into the White House. If he just walks into the White House... God will supernaturally push things out of the way. He just has to walk in, sit down at the resolute desk and take authority and everybody will defend him and God will defend him and that'll be the end of it. He has been inaugurated in heaven 
on March 4th. That's the claim. And we got bizarre videos like this right here, early March 2021. This is right before March 4th. Kat Kerr, televangelist. Right now, I declare and I call forth our president to take his rightful place, Trump, to come forth right now, step into your destiny that God gave you, called you, appointed you, and anointed you for this time to declare over America, to help America. This is his choice, and we call you forth right now in the name of Jesus Christ, who is with you, who will always be with you, the people are with you. The prophets of God are with you. The military is with you. So come forth. Step into your destiny now. Say it. Say it the Lord. Sorry. I've heard this so many times. I think it's funny. She's saying that this came from God. This message came from God. March, Early March, before March 4th, she ordered Donald Trump into the White House. As one of God's people, as one of God's prophets, she was using God's voice to order Donald Trump to sit down at the Resolute desk, kick Biden's ass out, sit down there, and take authority as the president. Because of that whole mess about Reconstruction, the U.S. corporation, and sovereign citizen, blah, 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 all of it. Saith the Lord. I mean, absolutely absurd on every level. So anyway, sorry, that required a little bit of explanation what she was saying here. So that's what she meant when she said all that. Let's let's start from this clip, you know, or let's start from the beginning with this clip. Listen again. I decided to become an American state national. Joe, you've heard me talk about this a little bit on the health and freedom tour, but I decided that the 14th Amendment uh, citizenship, the federal citizenship of a bankrupt corporate entity known as the United States Right. Bankrupt corporate entity known as the U.S. So that was the corporation of the United States that was formed out after the Union and Confederacy rejoined. This is all a fever dream, of course. I feel I, I don't even need to say it, but I'm going to say it anyway. This is all a lie. None of this is true. The U.S. government is the U.S. government, always was the U.S. government. There have been 46 presidents Blah, blah. I mean, none of it is true. It's all completely made up. They think they found some legal loophole that they simply did not find. But OK. You know, there's there's a lot of things people may or may not understand that some people have heard about the Act of 1871 and all this stuff. Yeah, that's what she's talking about. Act of 1871. The, the truth of the matter is there is a United States and the federal government is part of a a municipal, a corporate entity that was part of Washington, D.C. that was only supposed to be Washington, D.C. No, no, this is completely made up. Like, she has no idea what she's talking about. She is repeating QAnon talking points right now that don't make any sense. Washington, D.C. that was only supposed to be Washington, D.C., 10 square miles. But the 14th Amendment basically hijacked all of the state's sovereignty and made anybody who opted into Social Security a 14th Amendment federal citizen. Therefore, you've exchanged your God-given rights, your Bill of Rights, and you've exchanged them for government privileges, the privilege to get welfare, the privilege to get student loans, to get Social Security, to get health care, all this stuff that our Constitution... So you don't have to pay guys, Social Security? You don't have to pay Social Security anymore? You don't have to pay FICA? I don't pay Social Security. I don't have to pay into it anymore. I don't have to pay income taxes, personal income taxes anymore because... Can you get all your money out that you put in? 
Yes, you I can. Because I put a lot of money in. <laughs> yeah. I, I put a lot of money into the system over the last you know, 25 years. Yes, you can, Joe. Yes, you can. You get anything you put in, you get out. You get out. Oh, boy. They are in for a rude awakening. I can tell you that much right now. That is not how it works. There is this conspiracy theory going around that if you don't pay taxes the first like the first time you pay your taxes, you are basically signing an agreement that you will pay taxes moving forward and you're kind of locked into it. But if you never do pay taxes, you just don't have to pay taxes. That's nonsense. That's not true. OK, you live in a society. You live under the purview of the United States government. You have to pay taxes. You have to pay FICA taxes. You have to pay Social Security. You have to pay your student loans and your Medicare and your Medicaid and your, your all of it. You have to. And if you don't, you know what's coming next? The IRS is coming after your ass. They will send you a bill and they will not be favorable with the bill that they send you. They're going to give you the least charitable interpretation of what they think you owe. And if you don't pay it, they'll put your ass in jail. That's how it works. So go ahead, Ann. Go ahead, uh, what, Max McGuire, Joe Altman, the, the two names on here. Go ahead. I'm more than happy to see you not pay your FICA taxes or your, right, your income taxes or your whatevers. Go ahead. You know what? Fire your accounting department. That works for me. Go ahead. We'll see how that works out. So anyway, this woman here, Ann Vandersteel, you may not have heard of her, but she is extremely influential in this movement and has been for a long time. She knows like everybody. That's why I want to cover her. And she has gone down some really, really weird rabbit holes. And to be perfectly honest, I am deeply entertained by the rabbit holes she's gone down. Oh, my God. She even said stuff that I wasn't even aware of, like dog whistles and like little messages and stuff that I had never even heard of. I'm here for every second of it, dude. I love it. I love it to death. So anyways, yeah, let me know what you think about Ann Vandersteel. I just, <laughs> it's crazy. All right, let me know what you think in the comments. That's all I've got for you. If you like what I do and you want to see me continue to do it, don't forget to check me out on Patreon and take a look at my YouTube channels. Owen Morgan, where I talk about religious issues. Telltale Fireside Chat, where I talk about politics. Telltale Unfiltered, where I do long-form breakdowns of stuff like this. And Telltale Reads, where I read books by televangelists and others. I release everything in parts, but every part stands independently of the last. So you can jump in anywhere, and I'll make sure it makes sense. You can find some ad-free, uncensored, complete versions of all my videos on my website, owenmorgan.com. And while you're there, don't forget to sign up for my email list to get early access to everything. All links are in the description. Okay, thanks for watching, guys.